What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to Hot Takes. Hey. It is I, Young Shiro, with my co-host... Skeleton Lipstick. Skeleton Lipstick. We are having a little bit of a video issue tonight, so we appreciate y'all's patience with us. Let me go ahead and disable the good doctor and re-enable. Uh, thank you for your patience with us. We had to skip a week, but we are so excited to be back. Got a new Hot Takes studio here. Um... Damn, Chris, I might have to throw up a picture of you as well. That's fine. Yeah. You can throw up a picture Damn, of me. for Gigafiber, what is this shit? So anyways, hot takes for any uninitiated, since we do have some first-time viewers tonight, is a podcast, talk show, mm -hmm. geek out session, really just a hangout spot for Chris and I and all of our friends and all of you to argue, debate, geek out, and just opine about all your favorite art and music. All opinions are... Uh, Enab enabled all opinions are welcome uh, nothing's off the table but we keep it kind it's okay to punch up just no punching down so we got some great guests tonight we got both of the boys there's actually more than two but we got the two top kahunas from virtua 94 vapor dance party and record label out of philadelphia usa known for the super party ball shows and the what do you call Most, it? Like the the wind down hangout section at the totally so chill. Many, I mean, oh, the chill station. Chill mm -hmm. station. Uh, Virtual has so many events that go on constantly. It's impossible to, to remember all the, the different various complex names there they we have go. for them at this point. I got you back. You're frozen though. But anyways, all right. we're so excited to have <laughs> oh. Toad of Sky and Mister Hideyoshi with us tonight, and um, we uh, of course want to. Uh, have everybody help us welcome them and keep us in the know about our audio and video and um, keep us in the know if the music is too loud, too quiet, and of course, sound off in the chat with any questions or statements that you have for the good uh, the good folks from Virtua94. Uh, we're going to stop tonight. We're going to start tonight off with some recommendations, right? I got three good ones for y'all, and then the good Dr. Chris has got some, uh, some hot takes for us, uh, at least one. So, little late to the game. If you like Future Funk and you haven't heard Cyan Blue's Cyanology, you need to hear it now. Yeah, that's Chris, great. if you're... I'm sure you've heard it. I, it I is, have heard it. It's phenomenal. It is balls to the wall, party bangers, and I'm going to post really a link fun. right here, right now, for everybody that has not heard Cyanology. I know, um, I want to say he's got a little bit of a feud with Discoholic. Discoholic maybe plays that up a little bit on his show. But damn it, it's good. <laughs> Especially if you like booty bounce of future funk, you need to check it out. I actually owe Lux for putting me on to Scientology. This is this. I'd like to say this is a big deal when when oh, when um when if, if Isaac's recommending a future funk album to you, it's a very big deal. It means it's passed several several tests. It's really really. I mean, very <laughs> very tough on it on that genre occasion. I so I do hate that about myself. Fun. I am very picky about future funk, but damn it, like, when it's good, it is good, and Scientology yeah, it, it, is good. Y'all got to check it out. That, um, that just it's not a problem that you have, uh, you know, very high standards for that genre. That's a good thing. It pushes people. It's good. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm glad you agree, man. Thank you for for agreeing with me on one I, one I, thing at least. I mean, I I agree with your with the way that you approach judging music by your own personal rubric and standards. I love many, many future funk albums, and I think the genre is phenomenal. It's super fun. An entire genre that's sort of basically kind of 
strongly influenced by Daft Punk. I, that's amazing. I, I love Daft Punk. And, and at the end of the people day, people are influenced by Daft Punk all day long. I love it. It's now, party music. You may not agree with. Yeah, it's party music. Exactly. I you love know, Future Funk. We have Future to play Funk. it. You know, when we're tasked with throwing these parties, we have to play Many, that four on the floor stuff. You know. Many of my well, the thing about you know, you know what this kind of brings me to my hot take actually, which uh, oof, but you have some. Let me let me do my so other I'll two recommendations real quick. Uh, you guys, uh, feel free to to clip any of these hilarious uh, freeze frames that I'm getting from Chris right now. I gotta change the stream title too. Damn it! Oh, yeah, I'm a mess today, guys. This hey, move, if you need to like this move me, has got but... me. You're good. Um, so one other thing, if uh, if you guys have not uh, heard the Vaporwave 2.0 that started it all, the album that Dan Mason put out entitled Forever Nothing. I am admittedly extremely late to the game and uh, am kicking myself for how long it took me to get around to... Uh, it's a great album, and I think I think a lot of people were pretty, are, get, are a little late to the game with that album, but it's phenomenal. And it is. It, well. it is a lot of fun. It's all original. Um, you know, and of course, I, I love some, uh, love some sample-based material, but Forever Nothing is just... Beautiful songwriting, very emotive, very poignant, very fun, um, and I'm I'm a big fan. I definitely recommend it. It's out on 100p. You can get it on vinyl. Uh, I think it's out yeah, on cassette as well. Pick that up, for sure. Um, the uh, last and third recommendation I have before you go into your hot take is a vapor adjacent EP, a Lo-Fi House EP by an artist known as. Uh, let me see here. Hang on, didn't have this ready. DJ Club Sandwich. Distant not Air familiar. EP. DJ Club Sandwich is somebody I think you would like very much. Uh, as you recall, I uh, messaged you the other day because I didn't realize you were such a fan of Lo-Fi House. And um, lo -fi. if you like some 303s, if you like some, some Lo-Fi sound palettes and a little bit of a danceable beat uh, with a nice chill vibe with an emphasis on the sound font as opposed to you know the melody or the song progression, check out Distant Air EP by DJ Club Sandwich. It's definitely digestible and a lot of fun. Um, also, this is Hot Take Season 2, Episode 4, Virtua 94, not Vincent Remember. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'll fix that in just a moment. And now, time for the good doctor, Skeleton Lipstick, with his hot take for tonight. You know, I'm not sure if it's a hot take or not, but let's, you know, let's we were, I was going. just discussing, I was just discussing, discussing Future Funk, and I remember one of the things that I loved about it was that, you know, I'm a very big fan of Daft Punk and Future Funk is, you know, owes a lot of its sound and and, and feelings and vibes to Daft Punk. And so True. an entire genre that's sort of, you know, nascently influenced by Daft Punk is so right up my alley. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, because Daft Punk was the sort of band I would listen to and, and think, I wish there was more artists that sounded like this and you now i would dig through french house music to find things that sounded like daft punk but it was still even difficult even going through the french house music was very difficult to find things that sounded like daft punk so to have like a whole generation of artists that are super influenced by it is wonderful but it brings me to my question which is you know for almost every scene or genre there's some sort of um there's some kind of box you have to tick to associate yourself with it. And it seems like if you are going to be a future funk producer, it is a requirement for you to be a big fan of Daft Punk. And are there other future, are there future funk producers that don't, that don't listen to Daft Punk, that don't like Daft Punk? And it brings me with, with Vaporwave in general. One of the things with Vaporwave is, I mean, I really don't know any Vaporwave artist, you know, or someone who identifies himself as a Vaporwave artist that isn't a big fan of One of Tricks Point Never. 
So I don't oh, know. Oh hell that, yeah! So is that sort of like the big rubric, the big checklist, checkbox that you have to tick I, off before I mean, you can see yourself? He also did the Chuck person thing. A lot well, of vaporwave I mean, artists, is, you course, know, really hold him in high regard. His whole body of work, you can pick anything from it, right? You know what I mean? You can you can say the you can say the the Chuck Person stuff. You can say the Ford Low Patton stuff. You can pick any one of the you know you, don't have, you can pick a, any particular one of Tricks Point Never album. You know what I mean? Or games or anything like that. But is that kind of? I mean, you know, I feel like with Vapewave, there probably are people at this point since it's established itself for so long that might not be big fan that might not be as familiar with one of tricks point never that are still oh, identifying wow. part of the scene I, oh wow i maybe but it's but i feel like with future funk you are not making future funk if you don't like daft punk a lot true is this wrong I, Am i'll I give wrong? you that no i don't think you're wrong their, their influence is so heavy on top of future funk right so it's those two are definitely shadow. probably the two in biggest. the same way that under tricks point ever is a big looming shadow over vaporwave you know what and I mean? if you make As like, like plunder phonics you're same, probably a big avalanches fan or books fan you know, in the, in the same way that like you know iggy pop or patty smith has a strong looming presence over punk rock you know this is not to, to you know it's it's something but like you know does is there is it possible to be a future punk artist and not be a fake fan of daft punk like can is that even a thing I, I, what do you guys day, think? What do you guys think is is? Like, You'll probably do, find do, some outliers. Are there? There's got to be at least so. one or two. I think I there mean, are zero outliers in Future Funk. Well, I bet they're uh, too afraid are, to tell you. There's no way you start making Future Funk and aren't a big fan of Daft Punk. I don't believe it. I mean, I I personally know how it feels to be crucified on a public uh, in public sphere. For uh, for not being you know a giant Daft Punk fan, so they're probably just hiding in the shadows, afraid to give us their hottest of takes. So my thing then, I guess my 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 my, my point is, you know, is there is 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 sort of engaging in a subculture, you know, does that require you to have appreciation for the artists that are like the proto artists of that subculture? And, you know, will somebody be ostracized if they're not? Like, would you accept, you know, if someone got into Vaporwave and they didn't listen to any kind of experimental music whatsoever, you know? Well, there's a lot uh, of artists that don't listen to anything that sounds like what they make. And we've talked about that before. And I no, think but, that's but, fucking but, fascinating, personally. What do you think? Do you think there, if someone came in and started making Vaporwave and they didn't really listen to much experimental music or didn't have that body of knowledge that a lot of Vaporwave artists have, like, would would they be ostracized? You know, would they be accepted? I guess it depends on what sphere. Is vaporwave and future funk and all these things? Is this, is this an attitude? You know right. what I mean? Because obviously the sounds are so different, right? So is it a, is it a bit of an attitude? A bit of a people are participated in it, uh, engage in? You know, like if you just came into vaporwave and all you listened to was like I don't know, fucking like. Give me a give me a band. Give me a non. Give me something that's not vaporwave. Oh wow. Oh, really let's see. That's great. Yeah, sorry, I'm uh, trying to figure that me, out when me, you freeze. Isaac, give me give me like an artist that you would. Uh, how about Block like. Party? No, I mean, how about we say like I don't know, like uh, yeah, Block What's Party. Wrong with Block but Party? Uh, I don't know. It's still a pretty cool band. You know, I'm trying to think of something that's not like if they came in and all they really listened to was. Um, give me a band. Wait, does I mean, it have to be I... vapor like a thing that most vapor people are into? That's what I'm saying. You have oh, to pick boards of Canada. 
No, not. No, Boards of Canada is great. Oh, That's a perfect, let's see. What's, um, opposite. Oh, You'd well, be the opposite of I Boards mean, of Canada. My favorite thing about Vaporwave is that so many people... Ah, uh, P.O.D. Fine. They own... Well, yeah. What if someone What if someone only listened to country music and then one day discovered Vaporwave and started making Vaporwave? Would they there be... There is a guy that does that. He calls it yeah. Tumblewave. <laughs> the man who made Tumblewave probably listens to other things. I bet the Tumblewave True. guy also listens to, like, Native Land or some shit. Probably. Like, what... You know, is this an ad? Can anybody get into this? Or do you actually have to come in with a base of knowledge first of something... Of other things? That's a pretty you know, damn always, good hot I always take, man. Most I don't know. Uh, thanks, man. I, thanks, man. I've been fucking bebopping and scatting over here to come up with one and start off with me. This all starts with me, off with me being We're like, We're going to have to oh, start putting this on our like guests. But my thing is that, um, you know, since there's no codified sound, you know, is it just sort of like, you know, and I always thought that people sort of find Vaporwave or find this kind of music after they've already sort of played around with a lot of other genres first. Sure. You know, played around with understanding a lot of other strange genres first. And, you know, they get to Vaporwave and they can bring all their fun influences from all this other, like, cult music or outsider music or uh you know or niche genre music right but well, um, one of my favorite things you have an interest in niche genres and yeah interest in like that can you involve are can you be a vaporwave artist or do I you think have you to can I, I really think you can and can honestly you, i think there are a lot of vaporwave really artists don't? that don't really don't make so. quote-unquote vaporwave they just make experimental electronic music and they okay, find they a with base, haven yeah, within. No, and they get accepted because they come in with a base of knowledge of random cool music and niche stuff they come in okay, with it that's how they get saying. accepted in is because they come in and they're already like boards of canada also True. maybe they're not making the same thing as like you know vectroid or whatever, but they're making something else, and they fit in because they already they know the points of references, right? So they're still you. on the same vibe. I, I count you. myself in that. Category. I count myself in that category. You know what I mean? Of you know, and, and, and one of my favorite things about our guests tonight, since I think it's time to bring them on, yeah, is the fact that so much of their material is very video game soundtrack influenced, which could be a niche yeah. interest. Um, and uh, with that, I want to bring on Very our video games that never existed and could not exist. And then when you start like delving Fair. into like the uh, the actual like themes in the video in the you know the false games or whatever that are being that are being like you know displayed in the albums occasionally, it's like they don't even, they don't even make any sense. You know and I mean, They're, as like, a big time gamer, real. it's yeah. very fun to get yeah, immersed in that world that they it's, create. It's, like, yeah, it's very fun. It's premium know. world building, man. And with uh, do you want to you want to introduce our guests? No, go, go, you go, you do it. Well, so, I, I mean, Virtua94 is a, as I mentioned before, dance party and label out of Philadelphia run by the two illustrious Toad of Sky and Mr. Hideyoshi, who I'm going to go ahead and bring on right now and go ahead and ask you gentlemen to unmute yourselves. Let's go ahead and take your static down and what's up? So we got Mr. Hello. Hideyoshi. Hello. How's it going? And Can then we're having a little trouble with Toad of Sky's camera here. This is what we're we're getting. And uh, so we've got a still of him on stage. Uh, I want to say that's try, him. We can try and get uh, Andrew on. Maybe we can try to redo that later. You can keep me frozen. That's fine. People see me enough. Yeah. So so Andrew was hidden behind this this badass still that he sent me of he and Victor actually playing. Um, but we got a good we got a good feed of Victor tonight. How are you gentlemen doing? Doing well, well man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Dude, we're super Absolutely. excited. Sorry about the technical Sorry. difficulties, but it wouldn't be a DIY show without them. I guess my first question for you guys are, what are some of y'all's influences, since that's what we were talking about? What was the niche thing that you had going on for you? I don't know who wants to answer first, but what, what did y'all have before Vaporwave? 
Well, me personally, I wasn't really doing music at all. I was just listening to a lot of music. Um, yeah. The only reason yeah. we started Virtue 94 is because we were starting to do our own music. We were releasing it on a, a lot of different labels. Then we realized we could start our own. So we just started like our own little collective. It wasn't even a label at that point yet. But we just had a lot of people who were into the idea of a collective. Um, close friends with us and people who had been following Badass. us for a couple of years at that point. And then people wanted to join us, so then we could just call ourselves a label from then on. Was it mostly local, or was it uh, just worldwide? No, I mean, it was mostly just internet at first, and then... Hell yeah. Um, we, we knew a lot of people online, globally, and just fans of ours, our artwork or our music at the time, and then... After a while, that's when just people started noti noticing us. We just called ourselves a label at that point, and then from there, we found our local scene. That's when... We found really? Chris, maybe about a year later, we had that show with Geometro, who introduced... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Geometro. Yeah, that's how we... Yeah, Andrew, MVP. He, he's, that's like, out in the about. woods somewhere now? Where is he? He's Where not that far. Andrew? He's about an hour away from Philly. Oh, well, that's okay. Not too bad. Right. Good, 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 good. Okay, that's awesome. I wish I was I an really hour away from this. Philly. I really want to go out and visit him soon. That's Boy. awesome. Um, so hold on. All right. So let me back up. Can I back up a little bit here? Yeah, so I just guys... want I want to hear Victor's answer real quick first. Is that cool? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Victor, Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you, on? but I want to no, know. No, what no, brought... no, no, no. I do too. Do you want to add on to what uh, Andrew was saying? He said you guys had just sort of been listening to music. You started a collective. Yeah. Go on. So I guess personally, I mean, I've been kind of playing music and um, interested in music from a young age. It's actually funny. If you've all seen like the movie School of Rock. With Jack Black. I remember that, like, I was in grade school. That was, like, the first time that I saw something and, like, really thought doing, like, music as, like, a lifestyle, a career, like, more than just listening to it was, like, something that was cool. Like, I was just, like, enamored by that. Hell and, yeah. Um, I remember... Fun, man. Yeah, back then, I started, like, taking guitar because uh, I thought that was cool, you know? I wanted to, like, mm -hmm. pick that up is the instrument. Cool. Took some lessons, and me and my friend, like, our guitar teacher... We'd play, like, you know, basic songs. Like, they would teach you stuff that was kind of just, like, really easy, like, Jingle Bells and, I don't know, songs like that that were basic. So we, like, started learning some rock songs. Like, uh, Stairway to Heaven was one that, like, we were, like, really interested with learning how to play when we were younger. So as from there, I started to just listen to, like, all types of music. You could say starting, I guess, more with classic rock in my case, Very and cool. going forward into like how kind of you guys were saying more of the experimental um, genres that are like. How did you get into experimental genres? I guess you yeah, could I say know this just too. From, from kind of always listening and like th like I, if you listen to classic rock music, I would say like inevitably there's a lot of like shifting with certain bands between like how they sound and what influences they're trying to go for in some of their albums. Oh, and okay. Kind of I like. See. Yeah, listening to just more and more stuff as I was getting older had me interested in hearing like something new, like something kind of you know different. You're you're craving a sound that you haven't heard before. So, right. Yeah. You know, inevitably, I think kind of you said, Chris, like people go towards that place when they're interested in that mindset. If you you come from that kind of mindset, then you're gonna you look kind of just have those, it. Yeah, those niche yeah. kind of genres, and you gotta have more, and it's gotta be weirder every time. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are like that. It's like a common thing. So, you know, basically just like that. And 
getting older and hearing different artists and you kind of have to be that kind of person though you know what i mean like not everybody's gonna move from stairway to heaven to be like i wonder what the odd influences of Led zeppelin are you know what i mean i wonder like you know not everybody is gonna be like Led zeppelin's pretty good what tangerine dreams like they're around the yeah. same time well, period you know it's like a different ear i would say you know some people yeah. are going to like the more straightforward pop stuff some people are going to be willing to listen to some of the stuff that you, know, you might some might even say oh this doesn't even sound like music to me like mm-hmm. you know you meet i've met some personalities like that who have that opinion which is like oh. right you know so what do you think was the first experimental kind of music that got really clicked with, with both you guys like what's your answer like was there an artist that you heard like oh this is very interesting was there or a video game or something or something that was very yeah. interesting that like i don't know whether it be like apex twin or boards of canada what was the artist yeah. that sort of you, you know, want to that sort of thing i would say a lot of that stuff that you've mentioned just in general with understanding kind of how like ambience and dissonance in music works and, and yes. asking that question like okay like certain things sounds like everything else does and then certain things kind of may have like a dissonant quality or mm-hmm. an ambience to them that are like leads you to question kind of what music is all about like what what is music what is the what are the building blocks of it and how do we use them to kind of not only um build off of what we know but kind of deviate from that sometimes and i think that uh whole process in and of itself and considering that to me is like where it really started to stick in terms of my own creative process. Andrew, what about you? I would say I, I remember being very little, probably before I turned 10. You know, I would just spend a lot of time at home or in the car. I would listen to whatever my parents were listening to, whatever was on the radio right. or rock or whatever. But it wasn't until I was about like 10 or 11, a family member gave me a mix CD with, with trans music on it. It mostly consisted oh, really? of astral projection tracks at the time and classic hits from them and i would just dive into the universe of trance and like back then the internet was very scarce there wasn't a lot of i didn't have access to a lot of music downloads or music searching i didn't really think about that at the time so i was just banking on like cds like music stores like coconuts i would go in there and maybe try to see if i could find any electronic or trance at the time and i was very young so i would hear a lot of music like that in video games at the time and i never heard music like I would hear in a video game maybe on TV or on the radio. So I would always try to expand my search in different areas like that. So I would say I would start listening to electronic music at a very young age. And then as I got older in high school, I started listening to a lot of punk and hardcore music. Hell yeah, and then, same. And then like as a young adult, I would listen to, I mean, that's when I discovered Vaporwave. It's just been like a Vaporwave head for like very the past nice. 10 years very now. It seems like mm-hmm. it's almost a decade, about a decade now, when I first Same. discovered it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. It is. It's, like, been around mm-hmm. for a decade. It's been around longer than that, of course, but it's just kind of wild. So then, <laughs> so, that's interesting. So then, okay, so then you guys decided, I remember you were saying you started as a collective, you decided to turn it into a record label. Was that a, just felt like the logical move then, right? Because you had fans. I mean, people people were just asking to be a part of it, and it just seemed more than just a collective. There was A lot of people have done that, I've noticed. They start as a collective, and then they dip their toes into record label ownership, and and just party throwing, event planning. Yeah, it's like a whole brand, you know? Yeah, it's like the logical progression. 
All right, the way we look at it is more it's a media company in a sense. Yeah. So everything yeah, very cool. is kind of interconnected, but um, we wanted to do more like releasing a lot of the music that we were personally fans of and that people we know were making. So we started the That's record label for like that aspect to be able to bring some physicals. To I want to say Lux did Fortune 500 for the exact same reason. Good on you guys for lifting up your friends. So that's kind of interesting, too, is the way that Virtual 94 sort of um, expands itself. And I think it's one of the most unique things about the label is that it's, it's what you just said. It's not exactly a label. It's it's a whole media you know, output. Yeah, collective. I feel like right. at this point, label is part of a media, it. media company, it seems like. It's a media company. It just continues to grow into more things where you can, mm -hmm. first you're calling it a collective, then maybe it's being called a label, but now you're like, well, it's, it's sort of changing. It's now, you know, it's, it's what you just said, right? It's, it's a media it's outlets. Like we do art, music, and we're trying to just branch into everything, every platform, every type of entertainment. You certainly media. have touched the IRL realm, the URL realm. You've got physical releases. I want to say one of our previous guests in Rail released uh, Space World 2000, I think, on Virtua 94, it, didn't he? That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Very cool. About two years ago. Thank you. Yeah. About two years ago. Very cool. Yeah. So that's another interesting thing, too, is the way that you guys continue to hybridize the label with other things to the point where you can't even call it a label anymore so much as a big, you know, yeah, that's what you just said. It's a media company. But, and I think that's a rare thing. I think a lot of people do the label and kind of stick to it being a label. Maybe they throw a show once in a while, but um even then that's a very rare thing as well for most of the labels but what what keeps pushing you guys to expand into different territories like when did you guys decide you know what i think that we're going to move to the irl realm which is a big move you know for something that's initially just sort of localized on the internet like what what prompted you guys to do start doing that i don't think it was very much a decision it was just an opportunity that came about i mean i love going to shows grew up going to concerts and festivals yeah. it was always yeah my lifestyle. Do you think that your you guys' previous um, history with live music and punk and hardcore scenes and playing music and playing guitar is that did that come into your minds when you decided to start feeling more comfortable bringing it out into the IRL you know world? You guys are already oh, up. and can we talk it's about the fact that they're both performers and DJs as well? They both make music and DJ also. If you did, it I think they were skilled enough. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. But anyway, go ahead. Did that sort of play into the um, into the decision? Uh, like that, it wasn't even a, a decision. It was just like, well, obviously this is what we do because this is you know, we have a history of, of doing in the past anyway. Before we even were into this, yeah, you guys have been doing it a while. Yeah, well, it definitely comes from that because kind of like even what we we're talking about with music, there's um, just kind of like want to do more and learn more as a person. So it's a fun opportunity to be able to delve out into like things that we like doing. I mean. We're interested in, you know, so many different like artistic avenues that I think and a lot of our friends are. So if we could like build a collective that involves all of them and be able to actually like do that stuff long term, then like that's the ultimate dream. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, least, yeah. sorry, at least one of you guys does graphic design too. I think uh, Andrew. Yeah, they both do. Graphic yeah, well, we do. We Damn. both do. Like a lot of the like the team, team basically oh, here is pretty small. So like we have. Maybe like four main people who do a lot of the work who it's like graphic design and stuff related like that and then there's 
a lot of friends of ours who are like local that help with like doing more of the live event stuff. I gotcha. Um, it would like be there to fulfill certain roles, but yeah, it is a pretty small team. So we do, yeah, a lot of that stuff that we'll be posting and right. you know, the ads and stuff, that's all like it homegrown. Are you comfortable telling us who some of the other members of the Virtua 94 team are? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely we would shout out Paranormal and After Death Vision, who's actually here shout out. right behind me right now. Oh, very cool. What's right up, here, homie? On the interview. Yeah, for so, those tuning in via podcast, After Death Television's hanging out in the background. Yeah, so just to basically... After Death like, Vision. After Don't Death Vision. I'm sorry, After yeah. Death Vision. There's there's so, so many vaporwave people. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot, and... I apologize Regardless, for the Or just remember ADV. There you yeah, go. ADV is also the After Death Vision. acronym. Yeah, they they do a lot for us. They're the homies. Very cool. Known. I actually it's funny because like we said, we met with um mutual like kind of like people over the internet, um paranormal. We met them throughout through Instagram actually. Oh you did? Very yeah. cool. That's how you met that's how you met him? Yeah. How you met Paro? Exactly. I thought but you guys that, were maybe like friends from too cool. kind of just posting oh. things and we started that's talking so in funny. the early days and he ended up moving down here to, to Philly with Oh us, that's so. right. Yeah. I forgot he's from actually where Lux used to be live. Yeah, right? He's from Kentucky. Oh that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, wait, so uh, Paranormal guys, wait, seems like a really wait, cool person. We gotta get back. I gotta get back to talk about Devin. Yeah, shout second. out Paranormal. So, shout out Devin. Uh, that guy is so talented at everything. He, he just picks up new skills constantly, Excellent. which I guess is like something I could say about everybody involved in the Virtual 94 collection. He has some amazing everyone. hair as well. Shout oh, out Paranormal's oh. hair. Beautiful, beautiful individual in general. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, always picking up new skills, um, whether it be the videography or graphic design or music making. And it seems like everybody in the collective in, is always doing that sort of thing, though, is picking up new skills and then bringing that to the table to do something new. And I think that, once again, that's really one of the big things that really differentiates Virtua 94 from a lot of other Vaporwave labels is the involvement of a, of a physical collective of people that are always around. A lot of labels are, are are not run by many people. You know what I mean? Or maybe by one or two. They set a great but... example. Well, version ninety four is is uh, is multiple people doing multiple things in real life too. You know what like I mean? Like a well oiled machine. Well, that's kind of the interesting thing is just the hybridization. What I wanted to get to is like the one of the big thing to me that, that I find to be a very pioneering aspect of Virtual 94 is the hybridization of that real world and internet world. And not just real world and internet world, because we can do, we, we sort of do that a lot. We can have a show that's specifically about Vaporwave and has Vaporwave artists from, you know, the scene that we all are friends with, and et cetera, et cetera. But the thing that's interesting about Virtual 94 is that it's still, it has that history of like a local city's scene as well, scene as well in it Very too. Very true. So it's like, you know, I grew up with the idea of uh, things like, I think of like a record label like, um, uh, uh, like Discord or whatever, which was like based in DC and signed DC bands and was run by like Ian McKay from like Fugazi and, and Minor Threat. Gotcha. And they specifically, had bands from the area that were on that record label. So I was familiar with that with record labels, but obviously with Vaporwave, it's no, it's now decentralized. Everybody comes from everywhere. But Virtua 94 is very interesting because it's a hybridization of a Vaporwave label and and also the local Philadelphia subculture scene very as well. True. Yeah. So the artists come not just from the Vaporwave scene, 
but specifically from Philadelphia's mm -hmm. local experimental music scene also. And I find yeah. that to be very interesting. And I find that to be an extremely unique thing that I don't see with any other Vaporwave label, the exception now of Doom Trip, who's being pulled into the Vaporwave yeah, world. Right? Right? I noticed and that they, too. They Shout out them, they're sick. Um, they do, yeah. you know, they kind of like, I feel like they come from a more of a perspective where they may have not like considered themselves a Vaporwave label at first, but then they hear these artists, it's like, well, this music's awesome. It's experimental, mm -hmm. kind of what we're talking about, fits in with what we're doing. Start working with them, and like you said, they're being pulled into a scene now that, you know, a lot of people consider Vaporwave. Us, as much as we love Vaporwave, um, we don't necessarily even take that forethought with what we do from the beginning to be like, initially, oh, we want to be only a Vaporwave label like every time. I mean, we right. try to basically just come from kind of whatever perspective that we're currently feeling or interested in. You know what Very I mean? Cool. So it like, it, it's like that umbrella, like obviously we're interested in Vaporwave, so we like encompass that as well as a lot of the other genres that like may be similar or even different to that. Kind of adjacent. Do yeah. you guys make a conscious effort to keep it local? Because Chris isn't wrong. I've noticed Alex of, uh, from Pacific Plaza, one of our previous guests, also kind of does the same thing. Really, really has a lot of pride oh, in the Southern that. California yeah, yeah. area. Do you guys yeah, specifically... Because I've seen some of your stories. I've seen those shows in that basement with that low ceiling, and it's popping. Like, yeah, no, we love the underground scene and doing stuff like Literally that. underground. I mean, the, the... Yeah, literally. I mean, basement shows, uh, regular underground raves stuff like that that's all like that's gotta awesome. be stressful we support that. I, I mean, don't know how you guys do it i got respect it's just for the just for the enjoyment of everybody who does it like you have to enjoy it yeah. if you want to do it you, you, put, you put up with you the stress like exactly you're not gonna do mm -hmm. um dragging like generators through the woods if you don't like enjoy like seeing people come out <laughs> or even just yeah, the, doing it yourself or those, those shows good luck live streaming lighting yeah. The glow sticks lighting your way to get to where you need to go. That's right. crazy. I can't believe the effort. Message for the address type those. shit. But it's just like once you get there, you have to start walking down the dirt path, and there are like small glow sticks that like, you have to follow to get to the you know get to the overpass where the rave so, is happening. I have a couple um, questions for fun. both of you guys, if it's all right. I want to know since you guys are purveyors of of various different sounds, are y'all the type of people that? are pushy with your tastes or do you prefer to just kind of put it out there and let people come to it on their own do you shove music down people's throats as it were? not at all really no. i mean we, we we discover music as we discover it and you know people submit their music to us it never has to be a certain taste or certain genre or certain choice of music it's just whoever digs us they'll submit their music to us and i'm sure we'll dig it too i love listening to submissions and you know, people who send me their links to their music profiles and just listening to everything and anything, really. So, yeah. I mean, we, we don't discriminate just because it's something we might not like or enjoy because I don't really think there has been anything I haven't liked or enjoyed that I've listened to from submissions or just people in the scene. I mean, everything is just so diverse and 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 people are just so talented. It's it's hard to find something that's, that's not good these days. That's true. I, Andrew, I actually agree. remember... I think you said this. I think there was a. I think there was a, a, a interview with you guys. I believe it might have been in, on um, uh, Private Suite podcast. Maybe I know Indy was. At, I think Indy was uh, the one interviewing you. And I remember. I think shout Andrew out Indy was saying about. Yeah, shout out Indy Anvet 
for sure. Always, sh- always shout out Eddie Advent, the MVP. Uh, but I believe you had mentioned. I read, I think at the statement you said he's like, well, when you put an album out on Virtual 94, it's like this is your space to do something. You know, we're going to give, we're going to host your space to express yourself. Right. This we want to think of that's cool as shit. We think of ourselves as an outlet, pretty much. Like people yeah. have come to us who have released music with us, or an artist signed with us will come out after like post album release and say. Hey, like, thanks a lot for putting out our album. Like, we've made more money with you in six months than we've made with Spotify in five years. Or, you know, people have found us more conveniently through your outlet, maybe it's through Twitter or Instagram or our website. And, you know, it's hard to find, like, those artists wouldn't be on Spotify playlists or YouTube music or whatever you use. They'd find it on our profile first because we're just so diverse and we're already in the scene. People are rather... You guys have some deep cuts, for sure. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's it's important to keep it that way because it attracts everyone. Like, everyone could be a part of the collective. It doesn't matter what you're into or what you're not into. Very cool. Yeah, I, 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 go ahead, I, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, that we definitely also like to dig for music. Like, that's a personal thing. Absolutely. I mean, you're DJs. I would say, I'm like, sure you do. Yeah, absolutely, right. So, you know, everybody who's kind of into music wants to just like try to find um music that's going to be new to them and interesting to listen to right so i mean it comes kind of from that perspective but when it comes to like i guess my personal i don't really like try to tell people what to listen to i really am not a vocal person on social media like to be honest so i wouldn't say that i'm pushy with my music taste in that regard but I do believe in like trying to find cool stuff and then release that. So sometimes we'll release. You're a DJ, so I'm sure you know how to kind of personalize the recommendations. Oh yeah, I'm happy to talk about music with people, you know, and for sure, I think that um, when you listen to a lot of different types of music, it's easier to kind of like relate to people with what they might like, even if it's just like a genre that's not your typical, you know, where it is that, you know, you could just relate to them because it might be something that you're into. But I was just going to say, like, we love to try to find artists that people may have never heard of and try to, like, bring that into a physical release, too. Right. That's uh, something that I would like to do. Like, so we do work with artists that are, like, local and foreign, depending on, you know, what we can find or what's interesting to us. And, um, it's just like Bandcamp in general has a lot of music. If you just go digging through it, there's mm-hmm. like so many different just like diverse releases on there. So. Yeah, yeah, buddy, you're not wrong. Do you guys um, ever find yourselves having to do quality control a little bit sometimes with your releases? Like maybe having to shelf something and just go, eh, maybe that's not appropriate right now, but maybe later? Um, to be honest, there are like t- times where we'll, we have like, not release things not like we will take every single submission that comes in um i i don't really pull albums or anything like that like once it's up and we've released it that's fine you know not i wouldn't say that i've ever like shelved something to that regard but we have basically um there's some in certain releases that we didn't take so but i mean for the most part we're very open it's, it's understandable you know, you, you yeah, have to craft exactly. a well manicured image of what you are. You know, and it's it's not even that. It's just sometimes that there's not enough time. Like we don't 
want to put all of our effort into necessarily something if we're not crazy about it or like think it would be a good relationship. Sometimes it could come down to that. Like, there are various reasons to why we might not take a release, but it does take a lot of time and effort. So when we put time into something, we want to like, you know, want to be there for it and be about it, like we said before. So it's just all fair, you know. Well, I've seen the level of quality in y'all's releases, so that's completely understandable. Chris, you had a question a while back you wanted to ask. Did you? Did you want to jump in? Oh, oh kind of um, bad. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I guess let's get back to what I kind of want to get back to is um, the relationship with the local uh, scene in Philadelphia. You know, you guys are involved in things that in the rave scene, in the you know the hyper pop scene in the experimental scene you know you guys are all over the place particularly recently it's really in the last several months you know what i mean it's jumped up a lot so um do you was this is just another part of the natural evolution for your guys and your collective was to you know well we've been like hosting our own shows we've been hosting our own record label we've been putting out these albums you know what uh why don't we also be performers in other people's events and other people other scenes events you know what i mean was that just sort of a natural uh, the natural decision for you guys to do or was it just an opportunity and you're like let's do it i don't know if it was part of the goal at first i mean maybe we had envisioned it at some point when we started virtual 94 but i feel like since we were doing shows for maybe one or two years that's when a lot of local people were coming to our shows and asking how they could be a part of it and then that's when we would be acquainted with their music and then you know we would become connected in that sense and then maybe we would throw one or two local acts that we met through that way and then from there just networking kind of snowballed into more and more artists just coming onto our label even the uh, local scene maybe even outside of philly coming from other states they drive in or want to be a part of the show whether they're just there to party or maybe they want to spin for a set or two or you know, that's just how it's been going at least the past couple of years. And then now we're maybe, I think we're about to be five years into what we're doing. And it just seems yeah. crazy. Right. I know it's time flies, especially when it's, you're having fun. And honestly, it you probably know. would have been, I mean, I, it would have been ideal for us all if the pandemic hadn't happened. Right. I remember you guys had a lot of momentum going. All of y'all that are tuned in, right. That are, that are on this screen right, right now did, um, I'm really, really glad that that didn't stop anything. You know, you picked yeah, I right think, back up. Oh, Virtua didn't just pick right back up, but they they Sword. literally, I, I mean, they started doing even more after and yeah. in, involving themselves in more things. I just think it's interesting the way that, it, you know, that when you guys started popping up in, I don't know, like event, events maybe by like Culture Crew or Candy Flippin' House or some of these other collectives around the city that throw small, that throw like, throw small and big raves. And, um, you know, just now that you find yourselves involved in like multiple different worlds, you know, Virtual 94 to us to, and probably to most of the hot takes viewers, right? And to, to and most of the Vaporwave scene means one thing. It means the Vaporwave label Virtual 94 that has released mm-hmm. stuff by like, you know, by like Sage Hardware, Sierra Mist, uh, you know, uh, obviously you guys and obviously Enrail, multiple, multiple different artists, right? That's what it means to this particular sphere. But there's, what's interesting, it's like, there's a whole other sphere where Virtual 94 and like Mr. Hideyoshi, Toda Sky, uh, you know, Paranormal, all the, all these people mean a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Right. You know, to them, 
you know, there's another, these are like other, these are experimental DJs and such like that, mm-hmm. and that throw shows. And it's like a very interesting thing to have these multiple identities. Do you know what I mean? And these multiple identity thing, I think, is something that is very new to a vaporwave label. You know what I mean? I don't think that there is another vaporwave label out there that means different things to different fears of underground music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really interesting to me the way that, you know, you're doing a, a rave set for like a culture crew event and they're not even realizing that they're like, you know, get, they're sort of now engaged in the vaporwave world a little bit. Right, you know what I mean? it is though. And maybe it, they'll get all that's virtual how you throw a damn and start party. diving well, in. Sorry, but you were at our one show most recently. Um, yes. Which was badass called uh, Heaven's Gate. Yeah, yeah. And you saw something interesting, right? Because most of that lineup was like, you know, um, hardcore type of. Mm, absolutely. Say, say, oh, yeah. Of well, it was a great show, a too. Lot, a lot of different types of music, more tense. Oh, my God. In Let's the middle of that little... lineup, we had. James from Death's Dynamic Shroud. That show, yeah. That looked oh, wild. Well, that that show was very interesting. Every single every single artist did something completely different at that show. The, the last one I went to actually was the um, one that you guys did with uh, Trust Fund Ozu and um, and Thought Crime and uh, and uh, you know Angel Jellycore and yeah, and, um, and, um, and, and, sure. and our our, our buddy and and obviously. Holiday Kiss, and then of course the you know uh, the M- the MVP of the goddamn like Philadelphia scene right now, Quentin, aka America Loves yes. Me, who plays like I don't fucking understand how how they do it, but they play like like every twelve day. shows a month, and I don't understand <laughs> that how is they a have lot, the I, I've actually messaged Quinn before and just been like, I don't understand how you do this so much because it would kill me. And he's like, I'm just trying to just do what I can as much as often as I can. And I'm like, God bless you. That guy is uh, he's, he's great, by the way. You guys, uh, he's kind of part of the Virtual 94 Collective. He's released. He has a release with us. Yeah, I definitely consider he, him virtual family. He's, he's mean, definitely he's definitely part of the extended family with you guys too. And uh, he's a he's a he's a newer guy in in your collective and. Oh, what a wonderful energy! I, I I love that that uh, that person. Excellent energy, really good frontman, really good stage presence. You guys have some very interesting talent that you have associated with you. And um, but it's funny that it mean that that virtual ninety four means something completely different, you know, to, to like the Philadelphia rave scene. So it's just interesting to have yeah, these two is. identities. You know what I mean? And I don't think another vaporwave label has two identities like that. Like if if uh, if any other vaporwave label started you know doing shows we know what it is it has it has it has one specific identity and that identity gets you know exposed to new people like you know it's interesting to me that virtual 94 is like this is a local philadelphia you know experimental label that's involved in the rave scene and, and that's how the professionals label I mean, on the internet. You know, if you want to get your niche well. genre of music out there for the public you have to network and you have to work with other adjacent yeah, that's genres. my question though. Like, eventually, won't it, it's it's not so different. You know what I mean? It is. No, it's, it's really not. not. Everyone wants to it's, dance. It's, and it's have really a good time. not yeah. exactly. But that's and I, it's really not. And I find to be that's what Virtual Ninety Four is sort of proving. You know. Definitely. All right, I have a yeah. question for each of you guys. Starting with Andrew, I want you to pronounce your name. I want you to tell me about the music <laughs> yeah. that you make, and I want you to I want you to tell me about your name. Tell me about the music you make. And tell me about, like, your your DJ style. Like, what, what it's like to see you live. Starting with Andrew. So I know you actually reached out to me years ago before 
like we even followed each other. I remember we had a conversation. You asked me what was my inspiration. And when I picked the name Toad of Sky, or at least that's how I pronounce it, I'm sure it's pronounced differently around the world. I've heard people say Todovsky, which sounds like it could be right. But I got the name from Super Mario RPG, because that's a character in there. He's he's the music Toad. And I just thought if I was to be making music under a certain name, you know, that was just like the first name. I just happened to be replaying that game at the time. And then I encountered that that character again. And then I said, well, that's a cool name. And it was available on Instagram. So I just took it. And then from there, I just used that name for everything. But when it comes to the music and the art, um, I think the music is really just a way of getting, when I was getting into the vaporwave scene years ago, that's just what I wanted to make, just kind of, at the time, classic vaporwave or ambient jams. And I still kind of make those kind of, that kind of music. Um, But right now, I've just been focused on, you know, booking these shows and making sure everyone else is fed. Right. But when it comes to my when it comes to my own music, I just kind of make how I'm feeling at that time. Like I have a couple albums where it's just like in certain transitional phases in my life, where maybe I get a new job or maybe I'm moving to a new house, anything like that. You know, I try to base an album on that specific time of my life, and then like whoever listens to it is kind of getting that new job with me or moving into that new house with me in a way. Kind of transitional. That's how I try to. Wow. All right. Exactly. I can't even. I like I that. can't even begin to. Well, then I I have a lot of thinking to do about what kind of allegories are being discussed on Star World. Then yeah. Oh yeah, that was a. That's a pretty ambitious ambitious concept in that whole album. Yeah, I just that wanted to do something album. different. I always want. I well, when I made that album, I wanted to make something that no one in the scene kind of made before, where it was kind of very long cool. and conceptual and kind of on the point it was very even 30 tracks on each side 60 songs per minute so or, si- or i'm sorry 60 songs total one minute each where it was kind of like rapid pace moving from planet to planet like it was like this whole vast galaxy of different musical styles and you yeah. were going from cool. each planet or each music musical planet each minute yeah. so it was kind of like rapid fire that's kind of different experiences yeah as opposed to just like a 24 minute track of a, of the same loop that's which so much I, more which digestible too it's like a fun I, I, it's, it's, very, it's just a different vibe you know i just never locust. seen anybody making like music like that so i just that's where i got that concept from i i think it's very in, i thought it was very interesting just reading the background uh, liner notes for it because you don't it's like it it poses itself as sort of a, a friendly you know game that you might get when you buy a new game system, like the game that comes with it, you know what I right, mean? And like it's supposed to be a nice, nice, easy little introduction into the uh, into this new system. And then it's like, it's so deceptively complex and strange. And you know what I mean? Like it has this sort of like, it just, it, it's like, it's very, uh, you know, it's very like a Kirby game. It seems like, very gentle It looks like a Kirby easy, game. After, but it's yeah, going to blow easy. your mind you at get, the end and be so yeah, hard. Kind of, yeah. Right. <laughs> then you start reading the concepts that you're talking about, these different worlds and you're like, wait, where, where am I now? What's going on? I thought I was going to be playing a Kirby game and it's still like very friendly and gentle the way it describes these uh, very complicated concepts. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I thought that was really fun. That's very much appreciated. Thank you. So you tell me a little about your uh, video. You want to you want to drop a link? I saw the video for it. Hey, paranormal just tuned in. What's up, Devin? Hey, Devin's here. Talking about you. Yeah, we were shouting you out earlier. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Dev? Um, and also shout out to Hydra Void who made the visuals for um 
Toe to Sky's album. Some of them help collaborate and does a lot of other work with us. But yeah, you should check out Andrew's um, basically full movie that goes with the I concept. Of, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so it's on, our, it's on our YouTube. Um, wow. yeah, it's on our other YouTube. Uh, it's called You're Analog. Welcome to drop a link movie. if you want. Uh, somebody, if someone could drop a link, of course, that Lux would be is great. the link queen, but you know. But uh, if you guys have a faster draw, and I on still, that, I still want to hear about what it's like to see Toad of Sky perform live. You got any okay. favorite but, DJ yes. techniques? We got or? because we got we got to get to this question for uh, for Victor next too as well. So that is yeah, true. Continue, Andrew. Um, when it comes to music live, well, I haven't really played in a while, just because I want others to have a chance to play. But when I would play, it was almost just this, like. Man. <laughs> I I would usually play at Termly Chill uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. I would say pre-pandemic. Um, so paper trap selections. Exactly. It was pretty much <laughs> gotcha. just like what was going on at Virtua at the time. Like what was hot. What was what was being released at the time. I would just kind of mix those tracks live. Oh, that's cool. And then maybe one or two tracks of my own just to give it like my own feel. But I definitely want to use that outlet where if I'm on stage, I want to play other people's music from virtual 94 so people yeah. in the local I scene like can get connected to the internet scene way to represent That's my, that was my outlook on it and you do you give like, those track ids readily i imagine um well yeah we used to have our mixes online but you know eventually we run out of space so right, i took yeah. my mixes down but damn <laughs> um but yeah i mean you would pretty much Four just go on our base camp or our website you could just get the link for all the music that way sick as fuck dude Victor, mm -hmm. tell me how to pronounce your name. Tell me where it came yeah. from. Tell me what your oh, music is like and what your live performance is like. Well, yeah, so Mr. Hideyoshi is uh, the way you pronounce it. And um sang earlier, I guess the name just started. Um, it's just younger and basically kind of into... It's like Japanese culture to a degree, you know, gotcha. a lot of things. And I just uh, wanted to pick like a name that also kind of had a bit of like a double meaning. So it's Hideyoshi, which is like a Japanese name, but also the word like hide and Yoshi um, insinuating sort That's of cool. like this sort of underli uh, underlying um, influence of like video games and video game music, which I kind of always was a fan of and you'll in a lot of my personal music and different albums i've made various ones there's I've even made some kind of projects that emulate like as if they were their own video game Very fun. Andrew yeah Stoddard i mean has. yeah i i remember um uh was a, the hero is you right yeah that was a project of mine that was basically more like a an RPG type of that, that was kind of fun too because there's like a very zen yeah there's like a very zen feel to that I believe I the liner notes I think it's I can't remember exactly I think it said ego death hero birth yeah <laughs> oh, that's cool as fuck yeah right there's a whole concept of more like awakening and like that that album I was getting a lot into the the idea behind like when you play video games as like an art form or they kind of like take you out of yourself so like you're put into a different character you know what i mean it's the same with other types of medias but for me that's very strong with video games like if you're you know i guess um entrenched enough or paying attention enough to where you lose yourself in that experience and it is like almost like an ego death because you're experiencing now 
what this character is. And, you know, that's sort of that concept was played into my album, like, very strongly, kind of, um, that this is supposed to be, like, an experience that you personally experience through, you know, playing a video game, and it's, like, meaningful to you. Well, and a lot of the endings of a lot of the JRPGs end up being very, like, mind-fucky, very ego-deathy anyways. Like, yeah. they always take place in some, like, alternate dimension where it's just, like, the whole world is in the balance, you know? Yeah, there's so a that lot, makes of, a lot like, of sense. Yeah. For sure. So tell but me anyway, a little bit about what it's but, like to, to see Mr. Hideyoshi live. So, uh, I also just mainly perform doing um, DJ sets right now. I haven't done any other type of, like, live set for a really long time. Gotcha. But most of it is just similar to what Andrew was saying at first, where I think I played a lot of sets with Chris and yep. a lot of those early Eternally Chill sets we've done. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's always such a fun time. Hopefully one day we'll all be able to play you know, a show together in person. But For sure. in general... I, mean, I would get Isaac down here. Yeah, we, we, will, <laughs> we will definitely make it happen. It was sure. a little bit closer now. I'll be sure to play yeah. that one Avalard track. Oh my god, I love that song, Dance in Space, the remix. We have a oh, great question from Syllabus in chat. Um, oh. I don't want to cut you off, though, if you're still describing your, your live performances. Well, I just basically like to mix a whole lot of different types of music, so I depends on the that. show. I will say that, a, like, I try yeah, to Yeah, your, your sets are very different depending on what kind of perform show you're doing. You know, yeah, I mean, you're very that. good at tailoring it for whatever the event you are, you're going to be performing at. Um Paranormal is really good at that, too. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a common sense thing. Like, I mean, you can try to do whatever you want, but if you're going to get booked for a lot of different events, I want people to enjoy what I'm doing. So there is going to be some sort of consideration of, like, I guess what the dance floor vibe is going to be like. I mean, it's just the most simple way way to put it. Yeah, I'm sure that you you guys do the same things. I know, in fact, I know you do because I've seen... Yeah, you DJ before, so <laughs> that's right. DJ, yeah, yeah, that's true. You've seen, you've been seen at like pretty much Shelton with success. They've been at varied yeah. throughout what you put into your mix. <laughs> yeah, depending on what the crowd needs. Exactly. Well, and you so learn that's, some that's all, that's... good connections, like you know, some songs that work every single time, or like clusters of songs of that always work. Oh yeah, there's something yeah. that they're gonna play. That's like what you have in the back pocket. Syllabus yeah. has a, a great question, real quick. I just want to plug that one. Yeah, let's get uh, to she says, and shout out Syllabus. Shout out Syllabus. Um, Shout out she the says, OG Syllabus. Syllabus has been around for a long time. That's a real OG, real OG right there. Absolutely. She says, what makes Old a friend. great or memorable performance slash event? I think it, it all That's depends really on the branding. Um, True. So we've done a lot of shows that might not be as memorable, not because, you know, not too many people showed up or maybe they're wasn't a good bill because that's never been the case but i think what makes it always a great bill a memory like a memorable show i would say the most memorable t chill for me for example was the one in 2020 early 2020 right before the world shut down and it was chris and and pat chennington was there and i just think that was just a huge oh james was there too yeah james was there and i think fiber was the special guest Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that was like the most memorable tea chill for me, in particular, really just because there was the crowd was there and just like the energy was there, and 
the world hasn't been shut down yet, so everyone was just so oblivious to what was going to happen literally a yeah. month later. I think it was yeah, just... Yeah, you know, dude, that's true. Did, oh my God. I hear you say that Christ bars. played that T-Chill? No, Viber was a special oh, guest. I thought I heard James Christ. Viber wasn't even on the bill, but he brought his USB stick. He had school the next day, actually. I think he's actually... Viber's yeah. been on our show before. He, we actually talked about this on when he when he was on... And uh, he had actually, like, a lab the next day, and... You know, uh, he just came down to come to the show, and he had to was gonna go back to Baltimore just to stay for a little bit. But I'm like, you wow. want to get on the decks? And he did. And then I'm like, he's having so much fun that I'm like, well, you can leave now. He's like, no, 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 I want to stay around longer. And then he like beat to beat with me and Pat and James from DDS, and uh, you know, he <laughs> ended right up like there. driving driving back uh, like you know three hours to Baltimore at like two thirty in the morning. Jesus. Get to his lab at get to his lab at eight in the morning. So MVP Alex. Deletus Fiverr, you know what I mean? Uh, I'll be playing a show with him. I'll be playing a show with uh, my old buddy Fiverr, actually, in uh, June 10th in Cambridge. Oh, you got a famous Middle East Club. Middle East Club, the famed Middle East Club. It's right 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 outside Boston, right in Cambridge. Uh, Fiverr, Fiverr, me, Pat Jankton, Melanade, Mir No Tilde. Unbelievable. Anyway, anyway. You know, speaking of T-Show, though, I have to say, you know, we I actually was linked up with the Virtual 94 guys through the ultimate MVP of Vaporwave, in my opinion, Twin Pines Mall. He I, he, he had, really is the he, matchmaker of Vaporwave, I swear. Oh, that... I, 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 I've Shout said it before, as long as, as long as Twin Pines is out there putting out albums, um, uh, you know, then Vaporwave is just fine. The scene is just fine. As long as he exists, the scene is just fine. So shout um, out to Twin Pines Ball and the Bogus Collective, because that oh, was one of the labels that had us on when we were releasing music before Virtua 94. We were releasing right. on Bogus Collective. So shout out to Twin Pines. Oh, no way. That's fucking sick. Twin Pines is the reason I met my old co-DJ back in Vegas, uh, DJ Zandau Ballet. We never oh, got he, anything off the ground like you guys did, but we, we certainly tried. <laughs> but he's still like, wow, I had no idea. I didn't realize Twin Pines did that. Um, it, also, I'm going to do a music recommendation really quick. Just Twin Pines Mall's last album, accord, uh, it was According to Hoyle. Is that what it's called? Actually, it might not even be his last album. I think he actually just came out with another new one. But the one that came out a few months He's ago... He's pretty prolific. Um, the one that just came out a few months ago, uh, according to Hoyle, I think that's what it's called. That's like my favorite album of the year. Uh, <laughs> I love that album so much, uh, particularly the first song off that uh, off that album. I think it's one of the best Echo Jams I've, I've ever heard in my entire life. I think it's maybe... You know, it's definitely the best one I've heard in years. It's possibly Lux the best one I've ever Thank heard, you, actually. Um, yeah, I think it's According to Hoyle. So the first song off that album is maybe one of the best. It's probably the best Echo Jam I've ever heard in my life. Time, Personal Drive, and A Sense of Urgency is the name of the song. And it's just it's just a wonderful sort of, uh, you know, melancholic, lonely, but walking around daydreaming feel. You know what I mean? Guys, anyway, speaking of anyway, music recommendations, I, I want to know, have any of y'all ever felt like uh, you were throwing I your got it. No, we can't do this yet. We can't do this swine. yet. No, no. I want to know if you have ever Damn felt it. that I, way. I'm talking I, I gotta, you. I gotta, get, I gotta get back to my original topic. I, I was distracted by Twin Pines, but go ahead. Well, I mean, we'll go. We'll get back to it, but we're all having I such get a great time recommending. I, I want to know if you guys, as label owners, have ever felt like a little insecure about putting something out there and being like, Oh, I don't know if this is going to go over well, you know, like... Good question, actually. Yeah, go ahead. What's it like being in no. that space, you know? No? I don't I really mean, care like that because I'm not going to be 
self-conscious about something like if I originally liked it then I'm not going to be self-conscious about the way that it sounds there has been issues where I guess like it can be there can be other reasons aside from you not liking something for you to uh, not want to like post it or keep it up to say the least I'm sure that people could assume what I'm talking to when it comes to like certain problematic things with artists Mm. right but that makes sense um otherwise no i don't really think that like why why feel self-conscious about something after you've already tried to like invest into it i mean sure we can all listen to things and our opinions may change and might find music sometimes it doesn't hold up as long as we think like with its longevity is how much you might return to it but that's that's to be expected you know that's something that I think happens with everything so it's just I don't really put too much thought into it I mean that's part of the whole business aspect on like another side of it is just like all businesses take a risk no matter what the product is so so when it comes to putting out music maybe that certain artists could have like 20 SoundCloud followers or 100 Instagram followers and no one's heard their music maybe you get like seven plays a year or maybe they don't have as many downloads as you know another artist but you take that risk you put that artist on and then you give them that outlet and then people discover um that will encourage the artist to make another album or or do whatever outlet that it is you know whatever media maybe it's art or you know whatever but you take that risk you put the music out somebody will like it it's not a matter of you know, oh, we're only going to sell five copies of this tape, but it's just like, even if, even if that is true, five people got music that no one can hear before or prior to releasing that tape. Maybe that'll just be like a rare release or in retrospect, mm. you know, years down the line, you know, people will wish they were part of the five people who got that tape. Yeah, that no, is no joke. so right. And that's like exactly what it was like in the early days of vaporwave exactly you know what i mean this yeah, we is don't care exactly that, what happened back then it took forever for us to move tapes back in like 2010 to 2012 time period it took forever for us to move tapes because no one knew the fuck was going on and what this was you know what it, i mean it's a while sometimes you were you were basically trying to compete you know against you didn't have a built-in audience like we do now you know what i mean no. we were just all out there on the internet just trying to like move our products and get any one of the blogs that were around to like write about right. us and then maybe somebody would you know buy your album and you'd slowly could you slowly gel a fan base together you know what i mean you're slowly, yeah. And then maybe you'd make friends with like another person who was sort of like you with similar music. You guys would like gel your fan bases together and you post around. And say, you know what I mean? I'm sure yeah. people, many people wish they were around when uh, you know to get some of the tapes that were released back then. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's kind that's of just how true. it works. It's just part of the process. Um, years, years. And I love to hear y'all's confidence, by the way. I appreciate it's you. It's infectious. I, like, it, I feel like everybody should have that because at the end of the day, when you're doing this type of stuff, there's always other ways to utilize these things and build upon them. Even if you had a release that was three years ago, that's still music that you can use in our other media and work with that artist in some ways if we're you know, still in contact with them, which a lot of our relationships with our artists are pretty like long. Like A lot of the people that we've you know, release stuff with, even in the beginning, are still in contact with us. So I love just that. goes to show you that it is good to be able to build and yeah. Um, 
there's always like different avenues you could use music for obviously like so like right now we're not as steadily focused on doing like heavy releases every uh, month or couple weeks as we once were like we're still putting out releases and physicals from time to time but you might have noticed that that's slowed down a little bit but that's just because we're concentrating you know doing other things as well so yeah right it's kind of just all works out yeah well speaking of works out i think it worked out that um you know when i started doing terminally chill that twin pines put me in contact with you guys because not only so cool. was, I mean, A, it was already nice to just start to, to know other Vaporwave people in Philadelphia, you know, um, aside from the few that I knew. But but not only that, but just to find people into Vaporwave who are also, like, like to party and like to go out and do things in the real world. You know, Virtua 94 is, as I mentioned, a record label that has is a very strong IRL presence. So that was, that's been, that's been, like, that was very fortuitous to me, you know, you guys, and to have, you know, to get involved in your events and to have you guys get involved in, in the Terminally Chill events because, you know, I, I as I mentioned, I don't really know a lot of other record labels in Vaporwave, not many, that are such a that are so into the live presence thing. I think it's getting more and more now, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what I mean? And Virtual 94 I think it's the pioneer in that sort of world. You know what I mean? Thank I you. Yeah, I don't know who was doing it before you really. You know what I mean? There are a lot of, there are some other people doing it now. Um, slowly more and more people more and more labels are getting involved in IRL stuff but um, I didn't know I don't I don't think that there were many prior to you you know what I mean and so it was very I, was, I feel like I was like so happy when it was like oh not only are they into Vaporwave but they are like super comfortable doing live stuff being out there live uh, you know setting up that state you know when you guys came for the first time with that with that station with the interactive video art and the video games on the old televisions and the uh, and the Very merchandise cool. setup. I was like, this is so cool. That's <laughs> the coolest yeah, thing. Like, it's you really taught a lot thing. of people how to do it. You know, you taught a lot of people more how standard, to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll like see that. that in a lot of shows. Like, yes, you do. But I'm I starting never to see saw it, it before and I started to do it. It's cool to see. You know, the fact that you were so that you guys are like we're so comfortable being like, okay, we're doing an IRL event. Well, we have some. IRL things to bring along with it, you know, things that that will work in this world, in the in this space, in the IRL space. You know what I mean? And so I you know, it, brings, it brings me back to your previous point about a memorable show. Is that not only are you there with the people who are playing music on stage and you're interacting on the dance floor, but in a way you're interacting with the show itself. Maybe it's through the chill station with yes. the, with the analog and with the video games and everything like that. Like you're actually a part of the event. It's not just a concert. It's not just a festival. It's more No. You got something for everybody. The audience is the most important part Mm -hmm. of that. I consider Terminally Chill to be an interactive art piece. You know what I mean? Right. And the medium for the art is dance party. You know what I mean? I think you're the one who, who coined the term chill station we've never actually had a, a i did coin it i yeah. did coin it i like that because <laughs> i just seem to work that's what it yeah, is you, you know like, it mean, was because it's you can like go everybody over who there. comes to terminally chill wants to dance the whole time as i mentioned it's a very different crowd that comes to terminally chill a lot of the people that come to terminally chill i don't really think they even go out to clubs that much that's you know what I mean? true i mean some people that's do, really people really don't. wise a lot of people that don't. you have that little area because a lot of people are overcoming their fucking anxiety to get out here and be with people that are like weird like them you know and so I that's a really smart thing to do 
yeah, to be able to interact with the show like that, to make friends, to, you know, not have to feel the need to performatively dance the whole time, you know what I mean? Or to or to have to feel, you know, one of the things that happens at dance parties is people feel awkward if they don't want to dance or don't want to dance the whole time or don't have right. any but like, friends I'm terrible that they dancing, know there so. and they're, they're going to dance by themselves in the back and that can feel a little bit awkward. But it's True. nice to have the chill station there because then they can go over there. They can play video games. They can meet some people. They can talk to you guys. They can talk to me. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, get a little, maybe meet some people and then, and then go out and dance for a little bit. And then maybe when they're like, I don't want to do this as much anymore, they can go back over to the chill station. You don't have to just sit there holding a drink, tapping your foot and feeling awkward and checking your phone. There's things to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that is uh, a good point. Mm-hmm. Really I think cool. it's like I think it's invaluable, you know. <laughs> that brings me to a question I've been itching to ask you guys all night. I want to know what some of y'all's favorite video games are. Mm. Anything's on yeah. the table. I know you both fuck with JRPGs. Right. Well, when it comes to video games, I don't know. I always just think of Super Smash Bros. Just because perfect it's so the chill station. There's a character for everybody. You put on the chill station at the shows. Anyone can pick up a controller and play you know, their favorite character, or maybe they're out there making friends, or maybe they're taking a break from dancing. It's the perfect game to put on at the chill station, because anyone can play. Everyone knows Smash Bros. I mean, is, that still the ha- is that still the hack I'm version? I'm super terrible with, with the Terminally Chill logo in it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that, uh, the Vaporwave mod on our on You our have game. a Vaporwave yeah. mod of Super Smash Bros.? That's, that's uh, so all, cool. Uh, pi- that's, that, that is Pinko like Machine. Who did that, right? One, yeah. Right, exactly. Pinko Machine. Wow. That's really good. Uh, does he still do, do they still all do all the stickers and stuff for you? Yeah, of course. Yes, So shout out Pinko Machine, and check them out on Instagram, at Pinko Machine... Instagram, you know, just type in P-I-N-K-O machine on Instagram gotcha. and you can see their work. They do a lot of phenomenal artwork, zines, yeah. stickers. They're like a full service. Man, you got uh, something for everybody in that collective. And that's like a really yeah. great connection that you guys have too. They make shirts, uh, right? They do all that stuff. Yeah, they, yeah. they dabble in a lot of different things. They're really cool. They hack they, into they, the damn video game. Smash Bros. Yeah. Bro, yeah, he's fucking been... smash That's real cool. The they smash the Smash Bros. <laughs> Into the center of the uh, of the arena. It <laughs> has like mod, a, but it's more just like a, right. it had a terminally chill mod in it too. Like so, yeah, there was, was a logo in here and the virtual logo in the yeah. center and virtual ninety four logos all over the video game. That's crazy. Yeah, you can only play that if you are at the show. So that's what makes it part uh, of. Oh, yeah. you gotta come just so you can play the terminally chill and virtual ninety four we'll smash. I gotta get back. Right. In con- I gotta get back in contact. I gotta contact him because I need logos and shit. Uh, <laughs> right. I gotta remember to contact him. I've been. I meant been meaning to get back. In all right, more video games. Anyway. Keep them coming. More oh, video games. Yeah. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah. Smash. Uh... Obviously, love that game. I'm a big platform fighting like fan in general. Hell yeah, like, those type of games. Uh, and mostly like to play like one player adventure slash uh, RPG or platformer games. Are my personal Same. taste. I like Metroidvania, like side. Oh, love Castlevania, well. dude. So yeah, that they're like the basic genres, and um, you get into some of them. Um, love a lot of like the classic N64 games. You know, nice. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, are both yeah. like. But essential to my, I guess, upbringing. I guess Zelda as a whole, you know, very cool. Like, yeah, when I was younger, and then I got more into um, just like similar games like that. I'm playing Elden Ring now, like everybody else. Nice, real, real fun. action RPGs. Yeah, pretty fun. Very cool. Exactly. And uh, yeah, the Final Fantasy games are obviously great. Can't go wrong right, with right. like. You know, seven, nine, my personal Great taste. Great storytelling. Yeah, I like those. Even eight, I like. It's like they're 
crazy, like good storytelling, like you said. Yeah, ridiculous. great storytelling. So, yeah. Very cool. The draw and uh, junction mechanic was a little little awkward in my opinion, but, you know, great storytelling. I could see that, yeah. I mean, trust me, there are some... It, it, personally, some for everybody. It's like, it's a long game, but yeah. Right? Right. What about you, Andrew? You mentioned Smash. What else? I'm just really big on Pokemon. That's really probably my Very most cool. favorite franchise of all time. Not even just video games, but I'm just, like, so into... Just ever since, like... I had a Game Boy growing up. It's just always been like a part of me. So and Hell Pokemon's yeah. been, it's just been there my whole life. You know, they're always coming out with new games or just the lore in general. It's just something I grew up with and just is a part of me. Got some people in chat shouting out Katamari Damashi. Did you guys ever play that one? Uh, I like that one. That's like a that weird game. one. <laughs> you would, Chris. Played, That's I very like that Adult game. Swim core. Like it's it's a weird. I one. played that. I don't even. I don't. I'm not. I, yeah. I don't even play many video games, yeah. but I definitely love that game. Fun. Fun soundtracks too, yeah. man. When you were talking about oh, your Star I, World I, album, I was thinking about Katamari Damashii's soundtracks and just how zany and fun they are. Yeah, exactly. I always remember the music from that game. Right. Uh, we play games like here and there. Like we'll just throw them on. Like me and um, Drew, we're playing. Uh, what's the most recently? We popped in like Beautiful Joe too. Playing that, <laughs> nice. uh, I never. I have a collect. We we both look still fun. have like a lot of our games too, which is funny from when we were, when we were younger. So very cool. I'll, like pop out stuff on the physical disc sometimes. I have a lot of GameCube games and PS2 games. Hell yeah! I was uh, I was for those that are tuning in via uh, podcast. Victor has a big old CRT behind him, and it is almost identical to the CRT behind me. Yeah. And they're both Trinitrons, but apparently yours is the one with component, and mine does not have component. So I'm very jealous, because uh, that's the cleanest video signal, I'm told. I've got S-video, but no component, so... Gotta shout out your taste in, uh, in CRTs there, man. Thanks. Absolutely. We have, like, we have literally a um, storage unit that has, like... Six or seven, like large Dude, CRTs. And I don't know if you know, Chris, oh those motherfuckers are like 300 pounds. I do not. Know I'm exaggerating that. a little bit, but they're yeah. under so much pressure that they're extremely heavy. Like they are heavy, ridiculously heavy. I think I have about maybe like twelve or thirteen CRTs oh, at my so house jealous. alone. <laughs> yeah, bro. I only got the one. I can't oh, handle. God. That's <laughs> wild. I know uh, Uglato down at. Um, he doesn't call it Picari Sweat anymore. I think it's called uh, Obsolescence. Down in San Diego, he has yes. like a like We're a CRT wall. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he has a CRT wall himself, um, yeah. and he he will not. Oh, help oh, me out he, with any he's of those. crazy. Oh my, oh yeah, crazy. he is. He's got so much crazy analog stuff. That that the the Picari Suite obsolescence guys. Those guys are so cool. They are so interesting and into so much experimental video and music art. Um, you know, they're uh, you know they're real. Uh, the real ones, you know what I mean? They're super weird, experimental, interesting people, and they do beautiful, interesting work. Yeah, they shout out to them and their party. And the sure. Well, I got a question that's kind of a hard one. Um, to put it frankly, do you guys have any constructive criticism for the scene? Without naming names, any behavior that you wish would stop, or just any sort of. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to like criticize personally just because being a person who could kind of like understand certain things where people are coming from i mean i try not to just because 
but at the end of the day if you're just doing something that's like pretty exploitative you know it's well, I think that was part of the reason we started Virtual 94 in the first place was we just wanted to make something that other people weren't so and like you said earlier you know when you say like we're the pioneers I mean I would agree with you in some extent but I mean we're influenced by a lot of people like that too but at the same time we kind of we kind of want to guide others to do the right thing when it comes to DIY or visual art or music or DJs or what have you. But I think in a certain sense, um, it's not much about criticizing them, but kind of guiding them. You know, I don't want to put anyone down for doing what they want to do, but maybe it's not like I want to take notes on them and say, hey, they shouldn't do this or they shouldn't do that. But it's like, what if they did what they're doing, but what if they added this instead of subtracting? I don't want to take anything away from the scene because I feel like everyone does a good job at contributing to it. So I would never want to take that away from another individual or another record label or DJ group or whatever. It's that kind of attitude that makes Philadelphia the leader in uh, paperwave uh, live and scene events. You know, yeah, this <laughs> guy. That kind of attitude. I mean, you're not wrong. Objectively, yeah. you've got two big parties that go on there. Lots I mean, objectively, of important people just, there. Well, I mean, objectively, you just have a lot of people who want to do stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of people who want to involve other as many people as they can, whether they are into vaporwave or not. And you know, that's how you do it, right? You also have like a lot go, of people that are not be that able far to, like, away from each other too. It's hard yeah, to do that on the West Coast, baby. man. You gotta it's get... true. I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's true. It's really it convenient is. that people from New Jersey and New York come down here all the time. Faith in Glitch, who does the, the his parties over in uh, yeah. Brooklyn, you know, does not. Oh, yeah, that guy's know, really yeah. skilled. Oh, yeah, Josh. I mean, everybody knows him. He's He comes to really chill, like, to every one of the parties. Like, he drives yeah. down from New York. Um, yeah, that's pretty fucking badass. A lot of people Pat come. Pat has like, come to so many terminally chills and performed at so many terminally chills. You know, Pat Chang has come to a bunch of them. Fiber's come to a bunch of them too from Baltimore. Yeah. Um, you know, Shoji, obviously, right? New Jersey. Shout out him, Dolphin, uh, Thigh Race. Oh, I love Howard. Far, far away. Yeah, exactly. So it's true. We do have a, you know, Philadelphia is like a very nice, it makes geographic sense as to why we can do so much here yeah. because we have a lot of people that are if you're in, if you're anywhere near the area you can get here you know what i mean pretty easily I, yeah. really. sort of in the middle of a lot it's like right around a lot of other major cities i, you know I, mean? I think it's, it's like cool a, that it's like a yeah. hub here because people from hub. a lot of other areas will come in rather than like let's say it's split across different counties and like the scenes are divided it's kind of like there are people who like or want to be, want to have more of an outlet to play, so they're just going to come into the city. Like if there's oh yeah, the scene right Sierra, Sierra Mist has come down here a couple times now too, right? You know what I mean? He's going to be at one of your events, one of your upcoming yeah, this, events, this right? yeah. April sixteenth. Yeah. That's, that's how you know it's going to be a party. Ah, I was going to ask about this later. That guy's crazy. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, we're going to do the shoutouts, but we were supposed to have Sage Hardware at the last one, but sadly wow. he got sick. Oh, yeah. shout yeah. out Sage. I have Sage. I think he might. I think he's going to come this weekend too. So. What? Best appearance possible. Nice. We'll be, what? you know. Syllabus has another really good question, by the way, guys. Syllabus wants to know if you have ever received a submission to the label, passed on it, and then regretted passing on it. I not think been not many... passed, but yeah. there have been times where we've, like, not responded quick enough just because we were busy, and then, like, they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Y'all are pretty busy. Took this. And that 
has sucked. Like because you know, uh, like, oh, I liked this, but now you know it is what it is. They had to exactly. move on to take a different choice, but yeah, not yeah. really like oh, um, yeah. I wouldn't say that we ever turned any. I could think of like that. I it's like oh, I don't like this, and then I was just like oh, and that was, that's really great. I wish yeah, I could that. I've been quick enough on the draw once in a while. Yeah, right, that right. has happened. That has happened. Sometimes it would get confusing if an artist would submit to us a certain album they made and then also submit the same album to another label and they're just kind of shopping around for different oh, outlets. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, that has actually happened before too. Like there's been times where albums, like artists would, we've had releases lined up and then we've had to pull them because like they've went with another label or they have like already asked. So like that has happened too to us. Which kind of sucked, but damn, you know, it's all good. The it's like because of the album, like maybe the, that album. You know, I'm not gonna yeah, exactly. You got it, and at the end of the day, the way I look at it is like that's the artist. Like initially, they were gonna want to go. I want them to have the release that they want to have. You know what I mean? So true. They're like, oh shit! Like this other label got back to me, and then it becomes something like that. That's good for them because that was originally what they wanted to begin with. It's like. You got into like your dream school or something, you know what I mean? Something corny to compare it to, like, you know, right? It's it's cool, and that makes me happy as a person. Oh, yeah. you guys have such big oh, hearts! Absolutely. I'm loving it. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Who are some um, people that you guys think we should have on the show at some point? A good question. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys have quite a few people on the show already. True. I like the show recently with uh, Vincent. Remember, I thought that was pretty cool. Love Mark. Uh, He's yeah. a Philly. We gotta get Mark into too. Philadelphia. Well, uh, another person who has uh, had played the Virtual ninety four show and who uh, who's also easy to get into Philadelphia. Once again, Philadelphia. You know what I mean? What can that I guy can spin too. Uh, like, <laughs> We gotta get him out again. He was already on the show talking about how he wants to go to the next. He's like, let me know the next time you're doing a party. He's like, I don't even want to perform. I just want to go have a fun time, bring my girl out and have a fun time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We gotta get him out to the next yeah. T Shell. Let's get him out. I'm gonna message I'm gonna message, message Mark, tell him to come to Terminally Chill the next thing we do. Just Anxiety of the Spectacle says Mesh. We already had Mesh on here. We had Mesh on. We, had <laughs> yeah. Mesh we on. tried to we have him on a second time. We and he tried couldn't. to have him on the second time, and then the the, the computer, he was the only one. Poor, poor Alex. It's the only oh, yeah. one of, like, everyone else's cameras got on. Yeah, we have a Mesh episode. He's on Discord. We have a Mesh episode. Yeah, it was a great yeah. episode. We, and there were some we great have free streams great. that episode, too. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, go look up Desert Sand. Yes, here's the thing. Okay, Desert stop Sand feels We really do okay. want to get. There are so many artists from Europe that I want to have on the show. Oh and yeah, it's really hard to figure out how to do that because I don't know about the time zone stuff. Like you, you have no idea. Like I'm, I would, I want to get donor lens on immediately, and yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. Like with like the time, you know, differences. I have thought about a lot um, of people in Great Britain you, and like you know Australia. how much I'd love to have an app. You know which I'd love to have it. Yeah, I'd love to get my my New Zealand my very dear old friends surfing. I would love to have them on the show, but I the time difference sometimes, man. You know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We have to do a special series, but yeah, that, I, right. I, I could, there's so many. There's so many artists. You're gonna have to, to call in to work the next. You know, day. Isaac. You know how much you know how much fun like an Alpha Chrome Yayo episode would be. Oh, you know that guy seems like a lot of fun. You know how much fun we'd have talking to our buddy. He seems really silly. 
He's awesome, and, but we'll figure it out one day. So yes, Desert Sands, you know, we would love to get them on as well. Love, love him. Great guy. I was hoping to get uh, some specific maybe recommendations eventually we can, from uh, Victor. I, and I figured we should do like a whole like we'll have to do like a whole like series of like right. you know, like you know like across the pond artists. Yeah, right? you could do maybe an episode too where it's like you get a couple people on to make it like I don't know. Have you ever done that? Look at. Well, you're we, having, we you're did having that nuts for the on anniversary it. episode when we had like everybody on. Yeah, we you're had, having like, nuts on it. I guess if they're associated in some. Oh way, yeah, well we had I, we had iClick on before, yeah, right. and we had Will and Nathan exactly. come on for that, that but at the same time as well. That's who I was telling you guys about a little bit last night. I think. Right. Andrew, yeah, any guys specific the chat? You guys should just, you guys should really go through our. We've done like how many episodes? This twenty. This is like the twenty fifth. I'm saying you guys yeah, have a lot episode. of people. You, there might be crazy. some people that oh, you're we like, got some real heavyweights coming like, on here pretty soon too. I just because well, like you guys might be like, why don't you ever have a quip on? And I'm like, we had him on. He's going to look at the other episode. I know, right? right. Like, we're that's like, when... You guys will be like, go about tech. I'm like, yeah, tech was on like our third episode. Like, that's why you when know, you asked like, me that question, I didn't really have an answer. Right it's okay. I asked. I already told you. I asked the silly ones. Chris asked yeah, the, the serious ones. There are a lot of artists who who I, I have not had on yet. We have not had on yet because I, you can't. You you gotta like get to everybody, right? You know, you True. gotta get to everybody. Like, I mean, James hasn't been on yet. You know what I mean? But yeah, we, we have had every other member of Death Dynamic Shroud on here, including Keith. And you want to uh, talk Kat. about Apple for two hours? But we'll get to James eventually. We'll get to Dan Mason eventually. We don't wanna, you know, they'll be here eventually. Yeah, that's perfect. Exactly. Hell yeah. I mean, you guys have, have a lot. Had any other labels on the show? Or are we the first? We, we had any? Well, we had Christ on. We had Pacific Plaza as well. Yeah, Pacific Plaza and Christ. We had, so we had business yeah, casual out, and Pacific Plaza. Yeah, we we love yeah, exactly. we love bringing label owners on because you guys have such we, a we unique have had them. We, we've we've had and we want to bring yeah, more visual to get, artists on too. We want to bring more visual artists on. Yeah, we've had Keith Rankin, but you know he's kind of a hybrid. But we have had, yeah, we also had, had Lunitas on. We had Lunitas on before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we'd like to get some more visual artists on too. Actually, that um, is cool. Yeah, there are some. We icons. have a lot of people on. Got some, you know what? I think we've got some pretty fucking cool people on the show. Before. Yeah, we have. That's that's why I always you know crowdsource my uh, my recommendations. Um, do you guys have any specific favorite um, examples of like your favorite visual oh, style? Like, uh, yeah, someone did shout out blue screen. That would be cool. Do you guys have any favorite like movies, YouTube videos, music videos, just anything that's like a great example of your favorite visuals? Soulcraft on actually. I mean, we always are like messing around with the analog boxes. Very cool. uh, Something like that. So a lot of analog visuals, but. Because you do do a lot of analog visuals, and you actually work with a lot of people who do very interesting analog visuals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a lot of people. There's like a community for that in and of itself. You know? Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, I've seen visuals go deep into its community. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Like I've seen Grant at your shows before, and uh, you know, oh my, the the stuff he does. Yeah, shout out Grant. Uh, shout out Grant a Mini Lizard on Instagram, who actually just who actually just made the Mini Lizard. So shout out Midi Lizard Grant, who does amazing visual work and has worked with Virtual 94 many times. And I believe you guys released an album by him too, maybe at yeah. one point. Yes. Yeah, Grant. So, so yeah, Grant also shout out Grant. A good album did, too. It's a great album. And also shout out Grant, who did the mu- my latest music video as well, actually for Polymath yeah. Vampire. So See, he actually oh, wild. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that in the link. I'll, I'll link that when we do our uh, rec- our you know. Our and I, I feel like I saw some of the clips that you were doing for that uh, for the visuals and a lot of cool stuff i oh, would yes. say 
I like the, the 3D. I like how a lot of people in like Toad of Sky did this with the 3D kind of like D made like renders and shit that are like yeah. Oh, like so that early actually renders. renders. Yeah. Shout out vaporwave underscore. Yeah. Shout out vaporwave underscore Susie for the album artwork you've seen so far for Polymath Vampire. That person did all that work for me, and they are phenomenally talented. They're we put in the thing in the yeah, in the chat. Do. That person's they're over in Italy actually, and they do a lot of really cool work. And uh, they're getting like bigger and bigger every time I, I look at their Instagram. They're like doing a uh, you know uh, project design for like big companies in Italy now, and like they're like it's interesting. But anyway, yeah, he does he does great work. He also did the album cover for uh, the R two three X reimagined single I did. Yeah, um, you know they, he did the uh, the background for that that Sega Octopuses pictures on the wall of anyway continue i didn't mean i want to hear andrew's answer as well favorite visualists visual media movies youtube videos just whatever well when it comes to movies i guess i like to collect um vhs tapes when it comes to like 80s and 90s movies i use a lot of visuals and try to incorporate that with maybe um like 80s and 90s video games you know put that in into the visual mix I just feel like you get a whole never hurt anybody. Exactly. So, I mean, nothing really in particular inspires me more than maybe that time period. Because at at this point, I mean, that stuff is now retro, and it's cool that a lot of younger kids are getting to experience that retro feeling without Mm -hmm. ever having experienced it in the first place, which is cool to me because you really bring it to a new generation, and maybe they look at it ironically or. I don't know. I mean, when I was little, I was watching movies and listening to music from when my parents were young, and yeah, very you good. know, you just bring up the next generation, just carry it over. So that's how I look at it, dude. And totally like building off what you said, just to bring it kind of full circle. Like in the beginning, Chris was talking about before we had even jumped in here, we were talking about how like people can be into certain music and things, and uh, the requirements to be like into certain things. So I'd oh, yeah, say yeah, like yeah. I I agree with you. The only thing that well, I was coming to mind when listening to that, that is like, what about like younger generations? So like people yeah, like, true. are not predisposed to that type of thing. And then I could see them going back though, to like then revisit that and like appreciating it and seeing how it like, and maybe even seeing how that was formative to like what they kind of um, were inspired by. Let's say mm-hmm. they listen to an artist that's like newer because they're younger. Mm-hmm. They don't like, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it kind of builds off what you were saying, Andrew, with like how people are kind of able to like get into these generations and things that was like even before their time, in a sense. Exactly. I like it when is... people say, "Oh, I, w- I was born in the wrong era. I was born in the wrong generation." But nowadays, with the internet, you could just be any generation you want to be. Really, you, could just... you really can. That's true. Yeah, kind of You're not wrong. Right, I think that you, curate, you can curate a lot more about you, about yourself. You have access to a lot of resources to curate the reality that you would like to present. Very it makes so me comfortable. Makes me curious about maybe like 30, 40, 50 years from now, will people be nostalgic about the 2020s? Like that's right. what I'm looking for most. Yeah. Well, it's really yeah. fascinating to hear like some of the younger kids, you know, making or listening to the vaporwave that's very nostalgic for the millennia, like the turn of the 2000s and like the dubstep influenced vaporwave and just stuff yeah. that's like nostalgic right. for stuff that I'm personally not nostalgic for because it was like after my time, you know? Yeah, dude, it's right. totally exactly. a thing. Like, it's I think it's great. Mm-hmm. 
I enjoy, and I've said it before, when someone can implant nostalgia into me that I don't have. You know True. what I mean? Like yes. by listening to their album and experiencing the, their artistic vision, I'm now like feeling this nostalgia for something that didn't exist or I didn't experience or et cetera, et cetera. That happens a lot with Vaporwave because everybody brings right. their own influences into it. Like, let me tell you right now, like I did not listen to City Pop until Vaporwave, right? But I Same. definitely started listening to these slow down city. I'm getting nostalgic for I never grew up in Japan in the late right. 80s, early 90s. I didn't fucking listen to Japanese, you know, easy listening soft rock. But True. I got nostalgic for it when I was listening to these Waterfront, you know, when I was listening to an album, you know what I mean? That mm -hmm. that sampled it. And like, I'm like, I don't have nostalgia for this. And yet I have nostalgia. Well, and you already know my background. Like, a lot of that stuff I'm, I'm not... coming to for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's true. But You're it's still so beautiful, true. like, and moving. You know, I can see why people are super nostalgic for it. Yeah. And it's funny we talk about nostalgia, but what about like, see, what first inspired me to make a label or collective? I was, you know, following labels like Fantasy Deluxe, early Fantasy Deluxe, really oh, yeah. big inspiration. Whoa. For me. Fantasy and, Deluxe. We've talked about them before, I think. I, someone else was talking about them one time on the show. Uh, and I remember thinking they were a very maverick label. Who was talking about them? I can't. What were some of the more iconic releases on that label? I'm, I'm brain farting right now. In anything really by like Sunset Network yeah, ninety one or any of those aliases they have on the label, but they made music specifically to sound nostalgic. Okay. But now because those albums are so old, we're a decade in at this point. Those albums are nostalgic. Going back to listening to them now, when they first True. came out, they were designed to sound that way. But in my I mean, opinion, now, 10 years later, they are nostalgic. I'll go back and I, I to thoroughly agree. I could probably say, yeah. like, Chris, if you listen to, like, a Dreams West album, it's like, ah, oh, I remember the Chill Wave and Early Vapor Wave era very yeah. well. You know? yeah. like, oh, I mean, Dreams West to me. Or like, just anything from that era, like. But I do, I know. do remember when it they is were. Nostalgic, yeah, that, I remember, it's nostalgic for me because I remember listening Old to Dreams Vectroid. West the first time. And being like, oh wow, that's a that's yeah. This that's is some weird chill that's, wave. That's the <laughs> that's the feel I want to go for too. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? You know, same thing when I heard eighteen karat. Also, yeah. did you see in the chat earlier where Lux was talking about like uh, eighteen karat affair and how she was uh, came up with the luxury elite yep. while she was in the shower and she yep. said that it was sort of inspired by you know the imagery she saw on that uh, was it the forty um, sixty yeah, forty you know. 6040, thank you. He, Dennis always had a very album. strong visual. So, like, so all right, motherfuckers, Dennis invented Vaporwave. Just saying. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for like, agreeing all right, with me. All right, all right, all right. Shiro and Skelly agree. Uh, yeah, right? Enjoy this iconic moment. All, hey, man, I agree with every single <laughs> one of those albums you've been posting on your iconic albums. Oh, man, like, I've been trying. albums. So I did this thing recently where like I went through my entire iTunes library and I decided that only albums where like 75 to 100% are like unskippable, I made a list of all of them and it took a long time and I've just been posting them a little at a time. It's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know I if you that. guys ever do that kind yeah, of sort we, of thing. Yeah, we, 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 we both agree about Dennis and his influence on creating, on, uh, on gelling the vaporwave scene and aesthetic and concepts, uh, you know what I mean, and weirdness and... Anxiety the spectacle says I thought it was this home. Is, I, I mean, how about all right? And shout out to Pad Chennington for um, you know his recent that video he made about the birth of vaporwave of the Echo Jams album and bringing me in as a counterpoint to talk about Dennis. You know what I mean? So if you guys haven't watched, if you guys haven't watched 
Pad Chennington's video on um, the uh, you know the Chuck Persons uh, album and the birth of Vaporwave, I highly recommend you guys go check that out and uh, pay attention to that handsome gentleman who jumps in midway through to give his opinions as well. <laughs> That's uh, that would be me. You heard it on uh, hot gonna, takes. I'll, I'll send a link. I'll send a link. Yeah, to please the, do. That, I, I appreciate a good counterpoint every now and then. Fellas, I got another quick question for y'all. This is a little bit of like a, a punching up kind of question. What is the biggest problem with music right now? I feel like the biggest problem is that there's too much music to listen to. I feel like every week or every day people are putting out new music and mm-hmm. there's not enough time in the day to really sit down and, and dive into it and experience it. You really have to devote time to set aside maybe even a whole day just to listen to what's new for the week. I envy how good oh my God, like I know, Skelly right? is at <laughs> so... like keeping up with all the new shit. I just can't do it. This is why my recommendations are like albums that came out a year, year and a half ago. I, I can't do it either. Nobody can do it. I'm doing my best. I, my I got best. respect. And you're absolutely right, Andrew. Truer words were never spoken. It's like hard an to curate anti- the good I, shit. Right. There's just so much music coming out. There's so much good music coming out. You just, just can't keep up with it. It's a great You don't know where to start. You try to tune in and then, I don't know. For me, I'm just, you know, I'm just so busy with work and, and it's just, oh, I God, just tell don't me have the time to actually sit down or listen to an album or play a video game like I used to. But when I do, I try to dive in as much as I can. There's always good music coming out and all the labels are putting out a lot of talent. It's just hard to keep up with. Well, you know, the thing about Vaporwave, and I've said it before, is everybody makes their own journey through it. You know what I mean? True. Right. It's, it's impossible to listen to all the music that these record labels are coming out with. You have to pick something and just move forward from there. And everyone has a different experience and interaction with the music scene, you know, yeah. with, the, with the Vaporwave music scene. Everyone's is, is different. You know what I mean? I agree. And sometimes, I people, sometimes people ask me, Oh, what what should I listen to? Where should I start with Vaporwave? And I oh, won't man. tell them an album. I refuse to tell them an album. I will give wow. them record labels. I, absolutely not. Never. If someone wants to get into Vaporwave, that's impossible for me to tell you what to do because everyone's taste is different. You're going to have to pick a record label. You're going to have to click one of these weird album covers and hit play. Imagine and if you had there. to pick the and then you won't like that one, but maybe you'll like the next one. Couldn't yeah, even narrow no, it down I, to one song. I'm not going to. I refuse to make it easy for people. <laughs> oh, like you can subscribe to my Skelly playlist once in a while. There I, you go. I dive through Vaporwave every whenever I update that. Actually, I'll let me go ahead and plug the official Hot Take Spotify playlist. Yeah, I I, up, I try to update the Skelly one every two or three weeks, but um, nowadays because I, I had a little lull there because it's working on a lot of music, but I'm back to it now. I should, I should have a new playlist tomorrow. But yeah, you can check out my playlist. That'll help you with some newer stuff that's coming out. But like, you want to make your own little journey through it. No, here, here's Business Casual or Virtual 94's record label website, and now go click on something and see what you what works for you. And figure it out. Figure it out. I don't <laughs> necessarily think that the, that's the problem. That. There's too much like. Well, because I don't want people out. to just think vaporwave is like I don't know, fucking you know, our buddies, you know, that we have on the shows, and True. that's it. You know what I mean? True. Oh yeah, I agree with you. We, I feel that sentiment, and um, I think it is good that like people are interested in creating music. I'm not necessarily sure that's the problem with it. That you know, is anybody can have the the like desire to want to make music and that's a good thing and there can always be ways to like use that new music or start something new but like I think within the scenes and like the grassroots of music scenes are where like it is really like a lot of the action happening that's like that and but music inevitably kind of I think becomes 
a thing that we consume like as a culture right so it's like mm, a political yeah. thing it's a business thing it's it's more than just like an art now in a sense True. that we there there could be a lot of problems with it on multiple levels if you really want to like break it down i mean in terms of an industry like how it works and things like that yeah there there can be things that i think are unfair or unequal because mm-hmm. of like years of how things have just been you know what i mean so i'd be like more focused yeah more focused on those problems of like there's a lot of artists out there and i think like there should be more power in the hands of people who are like creatives and i don't know yeah i mean that's that is the nice thing about vaporwave is it has been remained in the hands of the people who are producers and creators and interested in art uh, yeah, and I the personalities really, kind of float to the top. You know, you got your discoholics, your Pad Chinningtons, but yeah, the producers growing, have the power. Yeah, but they're also like scene. extremely brilliant creators. Close to that's my point. Right there, they're also right. extremely yeah, right? brilliant producers. They're also yeah. like extremely brilliant creators no, that, involved um, in the grassroots level as well. No one is more grassroots level than Pad. Yeah, you know, I think absolutely. Those people all built themselves up from like, you know, just built themselves up. They are people for the people you know? and of the people. Exactly. Disco is a is a talented genius who got drug in here by fiber, <laughs> and funny. he loves it. So I'm happy he's here. <laughs> we had him on the show too. Love, love. Oh, Disco's been on the show too. Love him. He will be performing at uh, Terminally Chill coming up soon. Just saying. We'll, we'll, we'll see that to the end of the show. Pacific Plaza has a really good question. Though. Yes. Pacific Ooh, Plaza what? wants to know. Alex, say, Alex always has great questions. This is a two. It's love a two parter. Also, I love what Lux is saying about Vaporwave now and her discovery into it. What did she say? You know, you guys just sort of stumble it on upon it yourself, free of influence. What the fuck uh, is this? And then going on the path from there, you like that. I like the way that looks talked about it. I think the magic in discovering Vaporwave is just like finding your first album by yourself. Ah, poetic. True. Poetic. True. And it's you always such an iconic up. and fun story to hear from people. Um, so Pacific, anyway, Pacific Plaza's question. No, good yes. point. He wants to know if you guys can give any tips or recommendations for people trying to get into their local electronic music scene great question and people trying to throw shows in their hometown great questions by alex when it comes to throwing shows you just got to throw the show or party or festival you want to attend really i mean that's i mean i remember when before i even got into the label or collective scene at all i was just kind of throwing parties at like my parents house when i was younger you know just like what kind of party do you want to bring people to? Like, what what's going to drive them into it? So I feel like I use that aspect for, as inspiration when it comes to throwing uh, a show in Philly. It's just Hell like, yeah. what kind of show would I want to go to? Like, what what would I want to see at a show? And then then you would put that in the show, whether it's the chill station with the interactive analog devices yeah, or the video games or the music or the personality there. Audience. Like, what do you want to see at the show? More importantly. The followers that are on your pages or your social media, like, what do they want to see from you, or what do they want to see? Like, what what's going to make them buy a ticket to a show, or what's going to make them come out and and meet you? You know, it's all about individualism and and your personality, really. That's going to drive people in, in my opinion. Yeah, well I think, said. Um, in in terms of booking shows, it's just kind of important to get out there. It will take a bit of a bit of a 
time sometimes to like reach out and may feel annoying like that you're hitting up venues sometimes like i've been there if they're not oh, man. you know responding and yeah, you, you there can be things like that a so, lot of different venues yeah you'll have All to care you know, about try your hand and things like that and different venues will work better for different purposes of different shows is like yeah. a good advice that i can give you so um depends on like andrew was saying what kind of show you, you're thinking about throwing there may be better space like um a more diy space might work better for a certain type of show if you depending on what you're looking to do as opposed to like a more official club space depending on like the deal can be like all of those things come into consideration obviously but again um just continue to reach out and the more you do obviously you'll have that as sort of a portfolio and people will want to work with you more so that will open up your options in terms of like where you can book things and uh that's kind of the basic of it. You obviously, you know, hit me up if you have any questions. No. I mean, when it comes to the home aspect, I mean, it's, it, it, we lucked out being in a major city, you know, like being in Philadelphia, like there's just tons of people in the city already who want to party. And that's what I love about Terminally Chill. Like it's a vaporwave party, but it's also on a Thursday night in Fishtown where people yeah. are already out partying. They're just going to say, oh, what's going on down there at the Barbary tonight? Like, they'll, you know, they'll just go in there. They might not even know what Vaporwave is or what Thermally Chill yeah. is or who Virtual 94 is, but they'll just come in because it's a bar and they want to party. They hear loud music. They see people coming in and out and they want to see what everyone is doing, where all the fun is going. And they just kind of yeah. pop in. And then from that point on, then they know what Vaporwave is, you know, and then they come waiting with us. True story. Uh, one of my assistants at one of the places I work actually ended up at Terminally Chill for her 21st what? birthday because she wanted to go out and didn't know that this was my party. That's and so saw special. Me up there and kept like asking That's like great. the bartenders or, or our lights guy uh, Jesse, who does phenomenal work for the lights, was like, "Is that guy like a doc? Is that guy work?" And, like, was asking like, "Is that guy a doctor?" And they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, he is." And they're like. She's like, I think I work for him. That's <laughs> unreal, like, yeah. dude. And she came back. She's like, Oh my god! She's like, You, that was you up there. I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, did you not know I do? I'm like, Did you not know I do this? And she's like, No. I'm like, She's like, It's my 21st birthday, and I was just wanted to go out to a party. That's like, actually wow. super cool. How dude. random. So yes, lots of people just kind of come off the street to uh, come to a party, and then they see what this is, and they find out how interesting and different it is, and they stick around, and then they figure out what Vaporwave is eventually sometimes. Also, you know, it happens. Collaborate with different menus. True story. I kind of love that story. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, hey, we have two of you guys. One thing I would say is another thing that we try to do is, like, incorporating Vaporwave into other forms of parties. So one of our most exactly. recent parties we did was called, like, um s future groove music and that incorporated a lot of different like styles from you know disco to like french house to um future funk and even vaporwave and everything kind of blended together and i felt like an event like that is just like going to bring the vaporwave scene into something that like we were just saying a lot of people can walk into for a various number of reasons and it's a way to discover different things and it's just like all that stuff kind of is an evolutionary process anyway. So that was the idea behind that event. Yeah, absolutely. And I Very love cool. also that the events, they, they're, you'll have, you, you'll have anything, you guys have everything from, uh, yeah, from 
from that kind of music to, you know, to obviously the Vaporwave, to some hyper-pop acts, to cyber-grind music, to all kinds of nice. different sort of things that are being brought into the sphere. And, uh, and also the other thing I love about it too is it's like it's all, a lot of things are very intersectional as well. You know what I mean? There is a lot of involvement in, um, in, in, in POC and in BIPOC and like queer communities too. You know, there's a lot of overlap and that is all being brought into this as well because this is a space for everybody. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right? That's that's it's nice to encourage that. That's very I mean, important. Yeah, we have to uh, make sure that everybody is safe and that's the main thing. And like, They've been involved, and this is and accepted. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah celebrated, right? given absolutely, a and celebrated Good. and given a platform, and that's Good. like the really nice thing about these sorts of places too. And that you know, the, whether they're a performer or an audience member, you know, you will be who you are, identify how you are, you know what I mean, and 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 have a nice time. And you know, we're here to protect those people and protect and to and to and to give people spaces and to have creativity and to celebrate creativity in all its forms. Yeah. Fellows, we are getting to our last eight minutes, and we like to give this uh, part of our show to the uh, the special guests to shout out, showcase, or really say anything you want before we wind down. Which of y'all wants to go first? Well, I do want to give a shout out here to Clever Tribe and Babe Social Club that are in the chat tonight. Hell yeah. They've been part of Virtual 94 for a while, and oh, yeah. I can plug their albums in the chat real quick, but um, just want to give a shout out to them. Hell uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Sacramento-based artist and producer, and Vave, who is from the country of Mexico, who's yeah, you know, yeah, in the break in yeah. the scene. And Seen them around a few times. Awesome. Love them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's just important to have everyone included, especially when it comes to worldwide artists, you know, who share a similar thing. Absolutely. I think that's um, as far as the, like maybe like recent um, releases we've had on, um, I know we just put out um, a couple records, um, the cover album, Sonic Adventure 2 um, cover album. Um, that was a great collaborative effort. Um, if you can listen to that, there's a lot of uh, different covers on there from different artists who have their own photography. So give us a uh, listen to that. Um, yes. If you can tune into any of our streams coming up, we're going to try to even live stream our shows that are in Philly. Yeah. So even if you're worldwide or not local at all, you can still tune into the show or be a part of the show. Um, just follow us on any social media. We're pretty much on everything and everywhere. So we have an outlet for everybody except Spotify because fuck Spotify. I don't fuck know Spotify. Yeah, so you won't find us on there, but um, maybe some other music sharing sites. Um, we're on YouTube. Um, I've, somebody commented earlier about another streaming website that I want to get into. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Cobuzz. Co-Buzz. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, I saw that comment. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It was oh, like, I, I saw that comment too, and I was like, "What's Cobuzz?" I don't know what right? that is. And then I maybe we should move the official hot take spot. I, I googled it. Yeah, you I think maybe we want to get on here. No, was, we're gonna stand Spotify. I'm joking. Spotify, uh, and we'll also do gotta Go be Buzz. accessible to everybody. I, but, but I, I, want I agree to, with I Andrew. Thinking, though, no I was looking up that Go Buzz too, th- that thing too. I saw that comment. I was like, this looks like an interesting oh, alternative. Nice. You don't know. You know, here's the thing that I think people don't realize is that Spotify is around now, but this shit changes faster than you can even say. You know, I mean, one minute something is the main way that we receive our music from it, and then like a few years later, everyone's like. 
Bleh, I don't use that anymore. That's lame. I want something else. Think about how often we change social medias, right? That's oh, dude, I keep coming back to blogs trying to find music recs, and they're like, oh, we haven't posted since 2020. Oh, man, like, remember blogs. Even Tycho's <laughs> ISO 50 blog is dead, dude. Like, oh, they don't gosh. exist anymore. I'm actually like, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm happy I was actually started when blogs were a thing back in the early 2010s because I got a lot of good copy out of it. You know what I mean? For Skeleton Lipstick True. in the early days. I got a lot of good copy. People wrote some really cool things, and now that doesn't really exist except for maybe like things like Listen Corp. You know what I mean? Shout out Listen Corp, who has done absolutely wonderful reviews of stuff, including some of my work. Anyway, let's get back to their shout outs, though. Yeah, um, and I was just going to say, I guess, we would say this weekend is going to be a lot of shows going on in Philly, so we have yeah. our show. Yeah, there are. Yeah, which is going to be Return to the Ring, featuring a bunch of... I'm just, assuming just, America Loves Me will be there. Will. And, of um, course they will. <laughs> when do they not We're going back to back with another uh, Philly DJ known as Gruesome Scream. Nice. It's going to be... A pretty crazy set so we have some other really interesting sets lined up we could link to the uh eventbrite so people can check out exactly what's going on and then the following day um shout out to exponent which is another label at philly there's some friend of oh, ours um i'm not familiar with exponent well you'd be more familiar with culture crew who they're kind oh of yes, with, yes so absolutely basically, i know culture crew yeah um they're throwing that Metaverse event, which is going to be this oh, day. The Metaverse event, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's got a that's lot of cool. press. So I think this weekend yeah, I actually will do, really yeah, be... I definitely want, to, it, definitely want to meet those guys. Definitely. Yeah, you should. And they do really cool things and um, have a lot of interesting types of music. So you guys should definitely check out um, what they're doing over there as well. And uh, keep oh, yeah. an eye out for the Metaverse event, which is going to be... At the, I think that's at the, um, is the Silver, uh, right? I think, yeah, the Foundry, yeah. So it's the, the Foundry, Foundry, which is upstairs. Yeah, if you're so in Philly, like guys, definitely check out both of those shows this weekend. They're both so really it's sick. It's going to be a packed weekend this weekend. Hell yeah. Wow. Get y'all's rest. Eat your Wheaties. And we have a lot of shows coming up for the rest of the spring. We're trying to plan some big raves for the summer and, nice. and then post-summer you know we'll see what happens but i'm sure we'll be there if you're in the philly there, area you know, follow virtua 94 we're always gonna have you'll see us at every term make sure to come to that um Hell just yeah. follow us for all the updates we're gonna have shows coming all year long jesus <laughs> yeah there's so much going on that we have um chris's terminally chill coming up soon big in may we right. do yeah well, Chris, do you want to go ahead and you want to oh, go ahead and okay, uh, tell sure. us about what you got yes. going on up? Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so first things first. Obviously, we have terminally chill is returning to Philadelphia next month. Obviously, we're on a slight hiatus right now because the Barbary is refurbishing itself to make itself even better than it already was. So for the time being, uh, the uh, uh, Gina, who is a phenomenal DJ and promoter in Philadelphia, you may have been to some of her parties. Uh, she does a lot of management work at the Dolphin too, and she offered. She's like, "Do you want to do a pop up terminally chill at the Dolphin in South Philly?" And uh, I said, yeah, "Yeah, of course." And so that is going to be May fifth at the Dolphin, and we are going to have our good buddy. Vape Error come down for Wonderful, that event. Wonderful, amazing. He's flying over from Atlanta DJ. to come 
DJ with me nice and work. also with the man himself, Discoholic, who Hell will be yeah. wearing the will be in his full regalia while he performs. So we have Amazing. Discoholic. We've got Vaporer. I'll be performing as well, DJing. And we're gonna have this virtual ninety-four guy setting up the chill station. Bruh. This is going to be a fun event. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Let me post a link for the tickets Please do. in the chat. And in addition to that, we also have in um, that same month of May, we have, uh, let me just get you the exact date for it because it's just announced today. We're gonna be having Terminally Chill NorCal coming up again. Nice. And that is also going to have Fantacat and Vape Error. Jeff is going down for that one, too. That's what I'm so that's going to be 521 about. in Sacramento at the Golden Bear. And Great um, venue. in addition to that, uh, Fantacat's also doing Volume 2 of Sailor Rave. If you're in Sacramento, Volume 2 of Sailor Rave, the Terminally Chill Sister Party Sailor Rave, hosted by DJ Fantacat, where she'll be playing Future Funk, Hyper Pop, Anime Grooves, EDM, Y2K Music, and more. And that will also be at the Golden so Bear. So much fun. 416. Um, in addition to this, my album, uh, my ambient, melodic ambient album, Polymath Vampire, then it's, that's the name of the project, and the album's called Make Me Feel Alive. That comes out this Friday on Business This Casual. Friday. If you are, uh, yeah, I mean, you can check out the two singles uh, on on Spotify or on Bandcamp. I have a Polymath Vampire Bandcamp. Yeah. You can't download this ones, but you can listen to them. If you don't want to use Spotify, you can use that Bandcamp to listen to it instead and supported it there and um that album's coming out on business casual uh this friday polymath vampire make me feel alive run it up a lot of ambient album if you like emeralds or run of tricks play never you probably like this it's good it features myself doing a bunch of analog music with synthesizers programming sequences juggling them all around and then i send it to some of my buddies in the vaporwave scene who i knew were sick at playing guitar so they added some drone textures and some shoegaze textures and some interesting um interesting interesting other guitar work on there so i've got winter quilt i've got golden living room i've got donor lens i've got tower of the sun and uh i've got uh lee from hawaii 94 and surfing uh and those guys all contributed some really fun we're very those guys all very kindly took the album and contributed some guitar tracks to that so check that out this weekend purchase it uh in addition to that i have a remix that i'm working on for be careful uh, that's nice. sounding pretty sick. That'll be out soon. In addition to that, there's a whole bunch of other fucking compilations that I'm yeah, doing stuff for that. I can't careful. even remember right now. Be careful the shit. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, nice. I, they're, oh, yeah. He's been saying that for no a way. year or so. I hope so. Oh, that's He's badass. Phenomenal. We've all met him in person before. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Yeah, Love that is. guy. Incredibly supportive and brilliant musician and producer as well. Uh, what the fuck else is, do I have coming up? Uh, go buy Close the Melts on Vinyl. That's available yep. on Needle Juice Records in two different variants, a glow-in-the-dark variant and a, a splatter uh, variant as well. Um, what, am I, what am I forgetting? <laughs> Let me give a shout-out real quick to Blue Screen for setting up the Death Fest coming up on Hell May 1st. yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. both of you fellows are involved in that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Both, um, Victor and I will be on the bill along with uh, Mist from Golf Audio Company and Tupper Wave is going to be on there, so it should Very be a lot cool. of fun. That, that That's definitely a do not miss. Um, hopefully it's not in the middle of the night. I know it's kind of an Australian thing, but uh, oh yeah, definitely some, some big homies right. across the pond. So, all right. 
This is posting in the chat a link for the Wills the Melts album. Yeah, that's also gonna uh, post in the chat a also going to post in the chat a a music video by uh, made by uh, Grant, a brilliant analog video artist, aka MIDI Lizard, uh, aka another Philadelphia homie in the scene, who did the music video for yeah. a Polymath Vampire. No, it's a Polymath Vampire song. There's a link for that. Let me find. Oh, oh my God! How am I almost forgetting? Of course, I mentioned this earlier. I knew I was forgetting so something. Speaking of June, Grant, June tenth. What's that? I was gonna say. Speaking of Grant, I just wanted to quickly say there's a show coming up um, on May, May sixth. There's gonna be a show over at Color Space featuring Grant and one of his sets. So if you're, oh really, shit, yeah, we haven't. Yeah, yeah I did not know yeah. about that. But I might as well plug it here since we're talking about Grant so much. So yeah, y'all, y'all get your calendars out. Yeah, for real. Oh my gosh. Uh, so check this show out. It's about to be coming up at Color Space. Keep an eye on our Instagram and our social media. We're going to be making the announcement real soon. Color uh, Space on exactly. the 6th of May. Yeah, so we'll have the link out and everything, but you'll be able to come. It'll be limited, though. It's only going to be around 50 people that could attend this show. Wow. So, oh, I'm, when is this again? This is going to be um, May 6th, so Friday. Yeah. Oh, May 6th, so that's like the same weekend as... Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, so we're all lined uh, up. Yeah, same weekend as Terminally yeah. Chill. I'm definitely going to that. All right, Hell perfect. yeah. Um, okay, You're good. here is the link for tickets for Terminally Chill. Now, the other thing I have to mention, of course, is June 10th in the Boston area at the famous Middle East Club is going to be a live performance of myself. And also on the bill will be live performance from Fiber. And Pat Chennington will be there. And Melanade will be there all the way up from across cool. the pond. Melanade will be there. Amazing. And I'm very excited. Who isn't excited to see Mirno Tilde? And and the buddy vibes what a bunch that, of that brilliant links. producer is going to bring. Uh, let me find the link for that next. Please June do. 10th, that's in Boston. Also, also, and we'll just keep this only for you guys watching the show right now, is that there may be a San Francisco terminally chill. That might actually be happening. That's going to be wow. a thing. And that might also be in June as well. But shh, 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 just for people watching the yeah, show right now. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like give away too much about it but maybe the people who will be DJing it with me well maybe one of their names rhymes with Ruvika Maiju maybe that's one what of I'm names talking about with, maybe one of their names rhymes with Rank Rob C maybe one of their names rhymes with Rad Reddington and maybe one of them rhymes with Ranticat uh, so and myself yeah. well, that's just for you watching the show we haven't completely confirmed amazing it, I think we actually we might have actually I haven't checked my my email maybe it is actually confirmed by now but anyway right. I'll be in San Francisco I don't know the date offhand but I'll announce it once we get closer to it and once I have more information I'm sure it'll be all over on the media okay <laughs> I think that's too it. cool uh, hey oh that's good man because right. I actually I, I don't have a lot um I uh, I've got my uh, my replays of the set that I did for uh, Wave Break for uh, Hexadecimal and Encarta ninety five, uh, my break core set, and I've got uh, my um, I can't I can't do the one for um, uh, Daydream Deluxe's Vapor Shave because the Young Lean and Xavier Wolf tracks just they won't let me put a video up for it, but uh, somebody yeah. kindly uploaded it. I I can't remember where it is, but those sets are floating around out there. They were a lot of fun. Uh, my uh, my upcoming set of uh, Luxury Elite, as mixed by Young Shiro, got pushed back. Not sure when that's going to be aired, but it's a lot of fun, featuring visuals from the Queen herself. I've seen it myself. It's a very fun set. Uh, a lot of noir, uh, so I can't wait for that to drop. Uh, ETA, uh, unconfirmed. 
Really, more than anything, I've just got some, uh, you know, I just relocated, so I've, I've already had some people invite me to perform in various local spaces and spaces nearby. Nice. Just no, like, nice. hard, solid dates yet. I'm in a huge financial hole right now, so <laughs> we'll see how quickly uh. I can climb out of that. Um, the really, really the biggest thing I'm excited about is you guys are going to definitely want to keep your ear to the ground for some of our upcoming guests. We've got a almost confirmed heavyweight uh, who's going to be on most likely for the next episode. Just can't say for sure, for sure yet. Um, and then um, really, 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 really big heavyweight who agreed to be on the show. Uh, I think I might have mentioned during the Vincent Remember episode. No names yet, but oh, yeah. it's going to be un unreal like how how big this this artist is going to be um so we're excited you guys keep your ear to the ground obviously our episode with victor and andrew is going to be up on youtube and uh and podcasts within a couple of uh, days shout out indie advent for all the help with that um and if you like pod if you like hot takes follow us on uh twitch youtube twitter instagram facebook uh, I can plug the link Spotify. tree real quick. Spotify, we are on Spotify. I mean, we got to be everywhere. Podcast, right? Apple Podcast. Are we on Apple Podcast? We are. We're on. We're even on Audible. Oh, we're on. Uh, you know, oh, we everywhere. Are. Oh, so dude. yeah, All got right. the link you tree. Yeah. Invite your friends. Uh, restream us. Uh, you know, show up and do like you guys did tonight. Ask questions of the guests, um, and then uh, keep your ear to the ground. Thank you for linking, Andrew. Y'all, y'all, everyone, go follow Virtua ninety four. Um, thank you guys so here much for being here link. tonight. Hold on, really quick oh, before we sign off, this is the link cool. for there's the link for the Virtual 94 merch right there. I see I got posted, and I just posted a link for the Future Funk event at the uh, Middle East on June 10th. That's Very in there cool. too. And then uh, I just really want to quick put in a link for uh, you know if you're interested in Terminally Chill events, I'm going to drop a link for the uh, Instagram for Terminally Chill as well. Please do. Okay. So follow that because I know I rattle off a bunch of fucking Terminally Chill events. I think I did three. So go to these shows, support your now. friends, and thank you guys so much for being here tonight. We 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 loved it. We had a good time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It means thank a lot, you guys. Absolutely. Of course, absolutely. And thank you, chat, for tuning in. You guys are the best part of hot takes. Have a wonderful night. Bye, guys. Later. Bye.